we're live. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Holy Crap, the vlogcast. Vlogcast comes from a skeptical point of view to answer some of the questions of why. This vlogcast started as a combination of spite and the Streisand effect because we need to tell people uh, what the story is, and sometimes people don't listen, and they really need to because it's important. Part of this is to follow through with the old adage, sometimes a journey is more important than the destination. I'm your main host. I'm known as Shujin Tribble all over the place. It's kind of hard to miss me. You can find me pretty much anywhere under that name, S-H-U-J-I-N. We have um, a difficult show, a difficult show to get through tonight. And we will uh, we will explain why in due course for those of you that, for whatever reason, don't already know. Let me go ahead and introduce you to the panel. It is a different lineup slightly, so just bear with me a little bit. Top left-hand corner of North America, as usual, up in the frozen... It is frozen up for you guys at this point. Good to see you, Dallin. Good evening. Uh, frozen, but thawing slowly. It's been dripping all day. I will... You know, uh, considering that the next person up is the medical expert on the crew, uh, yeah, I'm going to try not to read too far into that one. <laughs> Please don't. Down to the right, just a little bit, Midwest U.S. Good evening, Bridget. Good evening. South me into Pittsburgh, PA. Good morning, Joey. Morning. Moving off to the right and continuing on into, oh, wow, shit, people are actually getting paid now, suddenly. Underdog Tech, nice to have you back then. Oh, good morning. And the only people who are getting repaid are the government workers. The contractors are getting shafted, and that amounts to a million plus people plus their families not getting paid, which is par for the course if you know the history of Trump. Amongst other things. Often continuing on across the water over into Paris, France. Good morning, Joseph. Good morning. I knew you were there. Uh, and for those of you that are watching live, you'll notice that we do have a couple of uh, a couple of unusual faces. I will not say new. We've had a couple of them back several times over, and there's reasons for it. From the Naked Mormonism podcast, say good morning to Bryce Blankenagel. Hello. Thank you for having me, although I do, I think we all agree that we wish we're under better circumstances. Yeah. Agreed. And from once upon a time, more than half of the uh, creative crew of uh, the Atheist on Air podcast once upon a time ago, and maybe once again, maybe in the future. Professor Stevens, good to have you back, man. Thank you. Thank you for having me. For those of you that are wondering why the, uh, why the unusual show set up, we will uh, continue to have a few more people show up in uh, due course. The short answer, for those of you that did not already know about it for whatever reason, last week after we ended our show recording, our longtime co-host, Nordic Woman, unfortunately died in her sleep highly unexpectedly. We are here because we are going to do our best to Memorialize her in the only way that we know how. By sharing grief. By ripping her a new one because she would expect no less. And to let people know how much 
one person can mean to so many. I'm going to do my damnedest to be professional because that's what I have always tried to do as hard as it's been on many an occasion. This one is deeply personal to us all. I did hear, I don't know about the rest of the panel, but I did get to hear the uh, scathing atheist take on her loss. Yes. I, I applaud Noah for speaking. Uh, I have no idea if anybody has um, been able to contact him and uh, Lucinda or, or the, the crew uh, to let them know that they are invited to join us. Um, considering our late hour, usually it is damn difficult to get uh, uh, any of the puzzle or thunderstorm crew or uh, the glory hole folks because, you know, it's, it's late. And I understand that. I've always known it. But we will um, we will go on and uh, we will see how things play out. So let me at least get us started and uh, go from here because uh, for those of you that don't already know, well, shit. I forgot that I still had the echo turned on for my DJ set. So that's great. Sorry about that. Dallin, don't fix that. I have no intention. So <laughs> let me go ahead and get uh, get everything rolling with, uh, sorry, I just suddenly realized I don't even know if my camera is quite centered up correctly, whatever the hell. Anyway, if you are watching live, of course, please feel free to take advantage of the chat. I know full well that uh, Felix is there. Stephanie, I'm expecting that you're probably chiming in too. A trip and just showed up. Yeah, see that too. Hi, guys. So I know full well that were she to tell me anything about this opening, she would have probably straight up said, what the hell are you doing wasting time on me? <laughs> um, but um, I think the best part about it is that I know full well that she would... Um... Let me just get into this whole damn thing. Five-minute freestyle starts right now, and... Um, the title is, well, we'll get to that in a minute. I don't know that any of you uh, knew about it, who were watching and listening. But uh, for those of you that already knew about it, a little while ago, I had actually bought, as a Christmas gift for myself, the... Standard issue Bluetooth official Star Trek communicator. It's admittedly a bit more of a toy than what some people would like. And yes, it's got the whole, it's got the right text and everything. I mean, come on. Captain Kirk, message from Starfleet Command, top priority. And I showed this uh, on the air to a uh, heretic woman. And, you know, she went ahead and she said, you know, I'm getting married soon. It'd be really nice to have one of those myself. Or words to those effect. And I, I kind of, you know, eh, I, I, it, I, I, don't know, I don't know. I had uh, secretly bought uh, one. And I, I had it in the wrapper. 
and it was at home and I was I was thinking how cool is it gonna be man I'll be able to show up I'm gonna DJ for her uh, for her wedding and um, yes you actually did get a, a gift from us and yeah it's a, it's a little bit heavy it's a little bit chunky that's okay just so I could stay just out of earshot range so that she wouldn't blow out my eardrums what she eat all over it I um I had to return it. It's a it's a it's a half hour drive from uh, where I live, out in the boonies here in uh, South of Buffalo in ski country, in order to get to the big mall where uh, I bought it. I had to make a, a special trip to buy it. I had to make a special trip to return it. I didn't want to. I really didn't want to. As a matter of fact, uh, believe it or not, I actually considered uh, the idea of um, sending it to uh, Callie Wright because, um, you know, if if anybody would absolutely adore having, uh, I'm absolutely certain that she would. But um, I returned it. And it hurt more than I can really describe. I've never been in this position before, not even close. I actually had to say, yeah, you know, um, I bought this for a gift for somebody, for a wedding. And they're not getting married. And I had to realize that in this day and age, it would be so much easier to expect that it was just a matter of that the wedding was off because uh, people just were not going to get together because, you know, what, what's the, what's the, the latest, uh, the latest number, 50% of marriages? This is not something that is supposed to have happened. Not at this age. Not in their 40s. I mean, my wife, when she died, you know, too young. We went through, we've gone through too much. I have no idea if Arno is going to stay. But like I said on Facebook, man, we will do what we can. We may not be able to do everything, but damn it, we will do our damnest for you. And like I said, I know full well that Heretic Woman would tell me that I was an incredible nerd. And I will... For lack of a better way of putting it, I will accept that mantle. Because there's only one proper way that I can think to go ahead and say a proper goodbye at this point.
I don't know whom, how many would actually understand. And I don't care. For those of you that don't, try to figure out what Stofakor is. And you'll understand just how much of a nerd the two of us were and are. There's a warrior that's just crossed over that border. I have no idea if she exists in any way, shape, or form. Nothing says that she does. But I guarantee you, if she still does, there's hell to pay out there. I'd expect no less. It's episode 246 on the docket, Your Honor. Remember. So the last thing that Spock said to McCoy, as he knew full well he was walking into death. Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan. Why am I making all these Star Trek references? Because she loved Star Trek, man. Maybe in some ways more than me. Maybe, maybe not quite as much, but still. She had a great license plate with uh, the Enterprise logo and everything on it. She had uh, she had bumper stickers. She she had her stuff. She would have had her own communicator. But that's what it's all about tonight, isn't it? That we just remember. Because when all is said and done, that's that's what we've got. With everything going on this week, um, you can probably imagine I did not exactly go looking for uh, news about Rafe Badawi. I am sorry for that. But I know for well I did not get anything that popped up on my news feed in any way. And if he was released, I'd know about it at this point. So as of the recording of tonight's show... It is now six years, seven months, 13 days since Rafe Badawi was unjustly incarcerated for thought crimes. Our thoughts and our hopes are still with you and your family. We're still waiting. We lost a fierce voice, a bulldog's attitude. And how was she described? Hair... Hair that was two shades away from fireplug red. Noah she was, uh, did a good one on that. You know, there's, um, you've heard the joke. Uh, Brunette will tell you that the way to a man's heart is through his stomach. <laughs> a blonde will tell you that the way to a man's heart is through his pants. I know where this is going. A redhead will tell you the way to a man's heart is down through the rib cage and then a slight turn up and to the left. She was the embodiment. She she was the embodiment of that. She watching her go toe to toe with 
apologists, zealots, and others on Facebook was like watching a symphony unfold. She pulled no punches. And <clears throat> the way she talked about how, you know, I, I know her particular flavor of religion that she had the biggest problem with, of course, was Islam. Mm -hmm. And how she had imams and scholars who would back her up. You know, ones who also were able to interpret the Quran in such a way and go, yeah, this is crap. And then to, to back them up, to back these people into a corner where they would say, well, we don't listen to those scholars, which right there is, that's mental gymnastics at its finest. She could boil it down to that. And it was, it was beautiful to watch. True that. Um, and uh, Bryce and Stephen, of course, you know for well that, you know, you are arguably part of the family tonight. Um, so, uh, you know, at any point, feel free to, to drop in. Uh, Tech, you you were you were green. You, you knew as well as the rest of us, man. How many times she had to deal with people who were, uh, yeah, you can you can just be part of my harem or whatever the choice term. Is. <laughs> Do you remember those? Yeah. Things? Yeah, she had a lot of the uh, people, and I use that term nicely, who decided that the best course of action, instead of arguing logically and coherently, was to let her know her biblical value to them. Which, of course, when you have a redheaded firecracker, that's not going to go over very well. That's also not going to be tolerated very well. Yeah. And putting them, putting those people, again, I use that term loosely, in their place uh, is being very kind considering what she did. Well, she never took shit off of anyone. Nope. But she never mistreated anyone either. She was always kind. Yeah. And that's an amazing two things for one person to be. Yeah, um, if if you want to have some kind of an idea as to uh, how how smart-minded heretic woman was, all you need to do is to look back on some of the shows where she shared her screen with us so that we could see whatever it was that she was looking at. And I would end up counting all the tabs that she had open still on her browser. <laughs> Yeah, she must have had like 128 gigs of RAM to open that many Chrome tabs. I don't know. I, don't know. Uh, I remember that uh, I think the highest number I was able to count was 32 at one point. And then she'd go ahead and say, well, that's with that browser. Maron, you know. <laughs> and, yeah. and don't forget, she was running custom overlay software, too. Yeah. Yeah. When you can make Shujin speak Italian, you know you've done something right. Joseph, you were you were trying to say something in there? No, I said only it's it's um, thirty two tabs only on that window. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and it was yeah. Uh, it was it was amazing. Um, I think the best part was she was not afraid to show her pussy on the air. Uh, okay, 
I I want to say that I think we actually we uh, at this show have a little bit of credit for part of her being able to show something. Do you remember the first episode that she was on here with us? And she was done up in a disguise. I think it was uh, it was black wig, a mask, and a couple of other things because she was so worried that because of her activism, because of everything that um, she needed that extra level of anonymity. And I think it lasted one show. And afterwards, uh, I think the next time she came on, all that was gone. You know, and now I'm going to have to go back and look through the old shows because I don't remember if I was part of that show or not. Yeah, I, I don't I couldn't remember tell you, the mask. I, I couldn't tell you the episode number, but like I said, it was the it was the first time she came on the show, and she was all completely dolled up. I don't know if she ever did that on Beyond the Trailer Park. I don't think so, but at the same time. Um, yeah, I, I couldn't really tell you. Um, yeah. Oh, uh, as an aside, by the way, uh, Beth from Beyond the Trailer Park, uh, her co-host over there, uh, will not be able to join us tonight. Uh, she's got an early wake-up, so that's yeah. not going to have happened, so we're not going to be able to talk with her. Uh, I I do have Facebook open so that I can keep track of any messages that might come my way because, I, like I said, I tried to put the word out to uh, a lot of folks. Um uh let's let's kind of let's kind of bryce let me let me let me go ahead and, and pull you in because uh, in, in a second we're gonna kind of go back historically a little bit uh i don't remember off the top of my head where uh i i'm sure that you and heretic woman actually did get the chance of meeting in person at one point or, or other no yeah uh first time i met her was at reason con 2015 because i didn't make it to the the first reason con um <clears throat> and that was uh i believe that was the first time that i met her and then i also met her at the reason rally uh 2016 and reason con 2017 and uh, i believe there's one other time beyond that that i i am having i'm struggling recalling um but our our friendship, my friendship with Deb was uh, was a product of this culture, of our more recent culture, right? So prior to the internet and to social media, it was nigh impossible to meet somebody that you live, you know, 2,000 miles away from and become friends with them. And... <clears throat> Social media has been a, a, a way, um, and, and the internet has provided a way of, of bridging those connections and making those connections where otherwise you wouldn't have been able to make them. And to become friends with a group of people who otherwise you never would have known existed. And uh, that, that was that was Deb's and my friendship was where we otherwise never would have known that the other existed but we spent time you know i i think pretty much everybody here kind of got their start on atheists on air um mm -hmm. i mean that's the, there's that core group of people who came out of atheists on air the original you know professor steven and cash um athe aoa and uh, a grassroots movement started from that and you know 
dozens of podcasts and vlogcasts and, and similar media have spun off from that, from that core group of individuals that started there. And that's where I met Heretic Woman. That's where I met her before I you know knew the face behind the moniker. And, you know, we've we've stayed in pretty constant contact since then. She had me on one of the earliest episodes of her show. She's been on all of my shows many times. And beyond just sharing time on each other's shows, we have spent a lot of time just talking because if there's one thing that Deb knew a lot about, it was religion. And I happened to study one religion and she studies a whole bunch of religions. And she was... <laughs> She, every time we interacted, she never ceased to stun me with her level of knowledge. Um, and coupled with her level of knowledge was a, a brazen intellect that was able to slice through dogma and bullshit and get to the fundamental points that create dogma. And that's where I feel like she and I connected was on Facebook Messenger. Um and it all, I mean, it all came out of that core group from AOA. I mean, that's that's where all of this came along. That's where we all began interacting in the chat groups there and calling into the show every Monday night, right? I mean, that's that was just, that was our, fun, our friends hangout. And that's where we all started. And I feel like one major fundamental piece of that core group has now been lost. And, you know, everything that that is left behind is uh yeah there's a lot of a lot of friends a lot of us who are left behind in the wake of that uh wondering what the hell to do now it's it it sucks it sucks a lot um yeah 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 i don't, I don't know what else to say. so no that's 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 perfectly good so let's let's kind of turn the uh let's turn the clock back a little bit and explain about how this all played out um, Professor Stephen was not the originating co-host of Atheists on Air, but he came in at a, at a point where uh, there was... Um, I, I'm, I'm not going to tip too much into it all, but uh, there was uh, some, uh, some uh, fractures, I believe yeah. might be the best way of putting it, that had happened at one point early on, or, or part of the way through AOA, uh, with uh, Cash, uh, of course, being... Uh, the guy who was helming the whole thing. And yeah. Professor Steven, you came in and you basically said, no, I'm not going to call you a dumbass hick, you dumbass hick. So, <laughs> but um, you had the opportunity of uh, of working on that and being on the, I guess the, I guess the best way of putting it is um, you were, you were there at the core of it all without realizing that there was a core that was forming with right. with cash and everybody other than you know cool we got a whole bunch of people who who like calling in and and hearing the 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 weird uh skits that we do and everything and that uh that was a lot of fun to uh to be part of from that dynamic and and what was okay um uh, okay I know I said I was trying to be professional. Um, there is a certain level of uh, interviewer that is coming out of me at this point, and there's there's a reason for it. Please forgive me if it sounds like I sound like I'm sitting somebody down for a 20 minutes interview. I'm sorry. Just trust me. There's a reason why I'm going down this. From your side of it, Professor, 
you got to hear us calling in and, and having fun with you guys. That had to have been all kinds of fun and and a little bit of work and a lot of fun to just sit back and go, shit, people like us. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, when Cash is running the show, uh, <clears throat> he did an amazing job. I mean, a call-in podcast. I mean, who else does that? Um, Cash knew what he was doing. He was um, uh, he actually kind of a professional at it. And uh, I just came in because I lived near him and, and, and brought some science, decided to do the whole skeptical thing. I didn't even realize at the time because I was a fairly new atheist. I didn't realize at the time there was a skeptical community and that sort of um, debunking snake oil was also sort of related to the atheist community. But I thought, since we're atheists, we don't accept bullshit. Let's do some non-bullshit uh, podcasting. And so I did my whole snake oil thing because I thought that's where I could contribute to it, you know. And um, it was a hoot. It was great fun because at that time, Cash just ran it. I just showed up, you know, and uh, I, I prepared. Like, I would paint over it and I would prepare. But uh, it was great when people would call in. I, I didn't know how to react sometimes, but it was so good. And uh, Deborah, of course, did it as well. And then it was so wonderful to get to meet her at ReasonCon, finally. Uh, and she was so gregarious. And so, oh, there. And, and I knew exactly who she was when I first, you know, whenever she showed up. I was like, huh? Yeah. And uh, we got along like a house on fire. But, you know, who doesn't get along with Deborah? Only religious assholes, really in my experience. Well, let's, let's, let's be sure that we understand about this. Let's, let's not, let's cut straight through the bullshit. Mm. People who didn't get along with her mm. were assholes. Yeah. Didn't matter what stripe they were assholes. Right. She True. was all over that. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yep. Now I will admit I was one of those people that was in the chat rooms, was typing up. I would, uh, would, call once in a while uh, i didn't call very often because my cell signal is not always great but at the same time oh, it was so much fun to be able to do that um so you know th there was that um heretic woman was there and part of all that uh and i'm trying to remember um if, well bryce of course you said that you know you were you were part of all that and you were you're chiming in in the whole thing uh, I'm trying to remember uh, how many of the rest of us were, you know, part of that uh, that piece. Uh, Bridget, I don't, I don't think that you were at that point, correct? No, I only called in the AOA once. Um, I was kind of late to the party, but I kind of stumbled into that at ReasonCon too. That's where I met Deb and uh, Prof Professor Stephen and gave him a really wild interview when he was just interviewing people. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was about three sheets to the wind, but mm -hmm. yeah, you know, everyone else was too. Yeah, everybody else was too. Yeah. And uh, really, after talking to Professor Steeman and him, you know, saying that I had something to say and I needed to say it, and getting with that, that's why I'm here now on Holy yep. Crap. You did have something to say, and you needed to say it, and we still got Trump. Yeah, I'm, I tried. I'm so sorry. You, you you tried so hard, and I I did too. And um, oh, I, yeah, it was very important. Isn't getting <laughs> drunk usually a good prologue to getting to be able to say what you want to say? Well, yeah. and that's usually what you do at cons anyway. I mean, yeah, it's like let me tell you something, guys. <laughs> damn it! <laughs> that's right. Well, the first time I actually was on the show, I called in. 
before I was a, was a part of it. And I was nervous as hell. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I bet most people don't even realize that that call was me. Uh, but I had <laughs> converted to atheism. or <laughs> That's the stupidest thing I've ever said. Deconverted from Christianity very shortly before I called in. I remember and, this story. Yeah. And I, I called in and uh, uh, sort of told them all about it, told them about what uh, happened and how it happened and stammered and stuttered. And uh, I was walking around and pacing while talking on my phone. But, you know, uh, it was great. And then when Cash actually offered the opportunity uh, to a number of people at a skeptics meetup to uh, to come on his program, a lot of them said, oh, whatever, you're doing a podcast, whatever. I said, no, I'll be there, dude. Uh, and he said, what do you want me to do? He said, uh, do something sciencey. I said, can I do some like uh, debunking snake oil? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, okay, I'm there. We're going to do this. I think the first one I did was um, uh, alkaline water. I can't remember now, but yeah. And it just started from there. And every time I was on his podcast, I was nervous. I'm nervous right now. I'm always nervous when I, when I want to go on a podcast. But I do it anyway. That's all right. You're you're amongst friends. That's why yep. you drink to get rid of those nerves, right? Yep. <laughs> Smart man. Yep. Now, um, in addition to uh, in addition to atheists on air, which w- was nucleus for me, that wasn't really the first uh, uh, the first foray into finding it about these podcasts and whatnot. Um, for that, I actually have, believe it or not, Dallin to arguably thank to kind of start putting the thing in there because um, one of our other um, one of our other uh, unfortunately gone co-hosts from uh, Friday night uh, you and uh, Jinya basically told me you need to listen to this guy yes yes Um, this is going back long before I even came out as as anything as any kind of atheist uh, you may have heard of him. Uh, he's a gentleman by the name of George Robb. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has been the, uh, he's been a keynote speaker at the amazing meeting a few times. Uh, he's also been to Nexus, <coughs> excuse me, or as, as he would call it, Nyetjesa for some crazy reason. Um, he was really the first skeptic I ever started listening to. And one day, uh, the, the person Shujin's talking about is a friend of ours named Jinya, uh, also known as Nikki. Uh, she was heavy into uh, the free thought blogs and eventually the orbit. She was a member of that as well. Um, she had asked, uh, she was putting out on a forum, uh, does anyone listen to any skeptical podcasts? And the first one I thought of was um, the geologic podcast, as it's called. Um it's been running, I think, I think he's past episode 500 now. Um, I would dare say when it comes to the podcasting world, he was one of the first. And I do not say that lightly. I'm talking back in the days of like 2004, 2006 is when he got started. I have had the great opportunity to meet him. Uh, he came up to Calgary once. I got to shake his hand. I got pictures taken with him. Um, I even told a really lame joke to him and he laughed. I think he was placating me, but I, hopefully I'm wrong. Uh, <laughs> but um, no, he was really the first. Um, I, I One thing I always loved about him was his, uh, his religious moron of the week. 
which is basically three or four news stories. Let's call it a very condensed version of uh, the scathing, the scathing atheist, and cognitive distance, but without the dick jokes and the main and the manic yelling. Uh, that's about the best way I could describe it. Uh, good show, though. Found it. Found it. Yes, I did. What did you do, Ray? No, it's what did you do, Ray? It's <laughs> oh. a great picture. Yeah, in my defense, uh, when he took that picture, he's like, hey, let's switch glasses. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, he looked at my prescription, went, holy shit. And I went to look at his and I said pretty much the same thing. <laughs> it was like, I can't see shit. <laughs> but, worth uh, it. <clears throat> and and for, uh, for what it's worth, uh, for those of you that were able to see the uh, the title bar on that, that was April 30, 2013. <coughs> yeah, five years ago. Um, actually, that same venue, I've got to meet uh, a few other good people. Um, actually, that very night, I also got to meet Nathan Phelps. He was there. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, one of George's things was the, uh, he, he has a song called the Twitter song. Uh, he's a musician, by the way. He, he, uh, he's a drummer for a band called the Philadelphia Funk Authority. They're, they're like a improv funk band. They do a lot of, uh, a lot of, covers. Uh, let's see. They, they, they do weddings. They do. I, I, I don't know if he's done a bar mitzvah yet. It wouldn't surprise me, but at the same time, you know, um, but, uh, no, he was doing, he wanted the, to do the Twitter song, but of course he had to play guitar. And so someone needed to work the iPad and call out the tweets that he was showing, which were just his own. He's, he's a master of play on words. So he's looking for a volunteer. And of course, everybody shoots their hand up. He ignores everybody and calls up Nathan fucking Phelps. And yes, that's an homage to the guest that just joined. Um, so there's Nathan up there. There's George playing his guitar and there's Nathan reading off these tweets and trying as hard as he can not to laugh his ass off because George is a witty guy. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'd say for myself, for Shujin, for Jinya, and I'd say for if, if this show was the eventual bonfire, I'd say that show was the spark. Yeah, uh, yeah. As Dallin was just saying, uh, we're being joined uh, at this point by as as shall shall I introduce you yourself, or should I just say, mystery guest? Would you sign in, please? Except that you have no microphone, you have no sound, you dumbass motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Nope, no uh, audio yet. That's, that's, that's all on your phone. So, well, since he uh, since he's obviously going to let me introduce him, ladies and gentlemen, uh, one of the uh, one of the folks who uh, it was truly my uh, my honor to get to uh, to meet down there in uh, in uh, Hickory once upon a time ago, otherwise known as uh, properly addressed as. And please tell me you've got a business card somewhere that actually lists you as. Dave motherfucking Foda. Who may or may not have a voice at this point. Yes? No? I have no audio for you, man. 
he seems to be uh, dancing in a strobe light right now. Yeah, you may have uh, you may have uh, an audio not kicking, or you might need to be closer for if you're on Wi-Fi because it looks like you're kind of uh, pushing stuff a little bit. Anyway, if you're uh, if you're actually able to hear me, which I think that you can, um, up the top of your screen you should have an option for changing your uh, bandwidth. Maybe drop that down one tick to kind of help that along. While you're trying to figure that out, um, so I got to listen to George, and eventually I kind of heard uh, about AOA and got to listen to that and that was that was a lot of fun to be you know part of that collection because i mean who who doesn't like you know being part of a, a group i mean we're social animals after all um so then cash needed to take some time off every once in a while that uh, kind of cut into his schedule and there was a, there was a there was a, a point where he was going to be gone for a month, I think, for whatever the reason was. And there are a lot of things that ended up happening behind the scenes, personal things, and we will not, in any way, shape, or form, talk about them because we're personal reasons. So absolutely, if, yeah. if there's if wow, Dave, if that was you, um, that was loud. <laughs> Anyway, um, so Heretic Woman said, look, uh, I want to kind of put something together for folks. So would you mind if we kind of co-op the name a little bit? And instead of, you know, and, and kind of take uh, a piece of one of the skits that you guys would do, uh, because it was, oh, God, what was what was the name of the trailer park? Oh, that would be um, Catfish, uh, Catfish Creek. <laughs> the Catfish Creek Trailer Park. That was it. Yep. Uh, so, a lot of good memories of Catfish Creek Trailer Park. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, and my God. Was, oh, God. What was that? It ain't oh. bad. It's good. Catfish Creek Trailer Park's good. <laughs> uh, okay. I, I'm seriously blanking on what he called himself. Back. What was it? Uh, it was Pastor it Roy. Pastor, Pastor Roy. Roy. Thank you. That's Roy uh, in two syllables. Uh, Roy. Ro Roy. Roy. Yeah. 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 Roy. Oh man. Uh, that was so, like I, I I lived for that moment when when he got going with that on the show. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was really funny. Oh yes. Nico Foda is here. Yes. Well, we're we're trying to figure out. Uh, audio is not coming through as yet. Uh, Dave, uh, hold on a second. Let me just double check. I'm sorry, folks. Uh, trying to figure out what's going on with the audio is not being really fun at the moment, and I do not have you muted out currently, Dave. So it's. I'm not quite sure what's going on for you. Uh, I'm also not getting any. Um, I'm not getting any audio pips, so nothing is feeding through to us from your side as yet. Well, I've also oh, hold it, hold it, hold it, oh, hold it. I heard noise. Yeah, yeah. I saw some just, audio pips too. Yeah, whatever you just did, you got some audio cut through there for a couple of seconds. So whatever you, you fussed with, yes, yes, I hear you. There we go. Okay, but I can't hear you. 
Well, oh. fuck. <laughs> God, it's always so one-sided, damn it. <laughs> All right, so somebody start typing out everything we say into the group chat for Dave. That's that's just great. Okay. Um, how about this? Okay, Steve. hang on. Hear me. Let's, yeah. Yes, I do. Okay. I can hear you too. Is there any feedback at all? Nope. You're nope. good. Okay. Then let's go with this while it works. <laughs> okay. So um, since I'm going back through uh, the start of it all, <clears throat> like I said, um, Heretic Woman kind of got the idea of kind of filling in the gaps while Atheist on Air was missing for a bit and used the idea of Beyond the Trailer Park as an homage to it all. And she got the, uh, as I recall, she got in touch with Cash and basically said, oh, can we use the name? And he's like, whatever, well, go that, ahead. That was actually me that did that. <laughs> Ooh, well, yeah. here's a piece of lore I didn't know about. Yeah, Dave, well, motherfucking there, photo, do it. Yeah, there, there was a whole lot of, there was a whole lot of, of backstory there. But yeah, um, Cash and I had talked several times. And oh, as, as an aside, by the way, as an aside, by the way, just uh, since I don't think that you were hearing, as far as the personal stuff that was happening with AOA, as far as to why it was there, why it wasn't there, and whatnot, not even oh, no, 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 that, just want to make sure that just want to yeah, make sure you're on board. Well, Cash had, Cash had finally decided that uh, he wanted to devote some time to uh, his small business, and I completely understand that. Plus, he was going to be moving way away from pretty much everything. Mm -hmm. And uh, so when he and I talked, I just said, well, you know, would you mind if somebody carried the name on? He says, no, have at it. And so that's when Deborah and I started talking seriously about letting her get this thing up and running. But yeah, that was, that was originally me that had asked cash that <laughs> I, I did not realize that part. Yeah. Okay. Now, there's, uh, there's a couple of pieces about this that I want to make sure that folks understand about, because it wasn't just Beyond the Trailer Park that got this thing rolling. There was also another couple of splitter groups that kind of came off of this. Barroom Atheist with Bill mm -hmm. and Susie Robbins. Yep. Mm -hmm. There was um, there was Bobby and Ms. Ashley who got started with... Um, no religion required. No religion required. That's right. In fact, Bobby Carey was part of the whole uh, Catfish Creek Trailer Park mm -hmm. stick from the beginning. Yep. One of his, he was one of the inspirations for that. Yep. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> this having talked to Bobby and just thinking, okay, Bobby, and then we got Pastor Roy. It's like suddenly it all makes sense. <laughs> yep. I, I miss Pastor Roy. Pastor Roy. Uh, Remember, it's two two symbols. And his, and his uh, Kia Ria Cinco. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So um, uh, we don't we got, bathe in the holy water. No, we don't. So look at this here, Atheist on Air. Branching off from that, our show, Bobby's show, Bill's show, and. Uh, be on the trailer park. So there's four right there. Now, Bryce, uh, can we properly say that you're also an offshoot from AOA with the whole thing, with the way that it played out? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That was when I first started listening to podcasts. AOA <clears throat> was starting to 
Um, I mean, I don't even remember what episode uh, was was going on. I think I started listening soon after Cash and Love went on to Scathing Atheist, um, which was just, you know, that was the very early on before Professor Steven got in there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's that was my foray into atheist podcasts. And, you know, my show, I started my shows and started content creation, you know, a year and a half after all of that, after I started listening to all these podcasts. So, yes, absolutely. That that, that served to be part of my inspiration. So the reason why I kind of wanted to go down through all of this, the the history of why, you know, why we all ended up where we have been at this point is to kind of show that yeah even though i have constantly said were it not for cash you know so much of this would not have happened there is a lot of interrelation that ended up happening and let's face it heretic woman's personality was of somebody that you knew full well Real quick, which side of the fence you were on with her and where you needed to be. Mm-hmm. Dave, you knew early on how that, how her show, how her personality was going. That had to have been just an opportunity for you to just kind of kick back and go, shit, okay, tiger by the tail. Let's see where this goes now. Well, it was, it was really her desire she felt like atheists on air was an important feature of the secular landscape in North America. And she didn't want to see it uh, sleep forever. And she was on, I mean, she was really on fire, you know, when AOA finally stopped and really wanted to do something about it. And, you know, she was tossing around a whole bunch of ideas. Uh, one of the main things was podcasting. She thought she wanted to get into that. And um, when we were talking about carrying on the AOA name, she said, well, you know, can you help me with this? And I said, this is your thing. Okay. I helped her out with the, you know, I helped her out with the very beginnings of it. But, you know, I stepped back because I didn't, this needed to be her. It needed to be something that she made uh, that she made. It needed to be something that she popularized and it needed to be something that she gave her voice to. And she did just that within just the first couple of episodes. I can remember her telling me one time that uh, she noticed the, the, her, her download ticker was slowly climbing up, you know, in the first, uh, within the first few episodes that, that people were really listening and people were really enjoying it. Yeah, well, she partnered up with one of my favorite uh, people that would call in, Dune. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. I always enjoyed Dune's calls. Yeah, was, she, yeah. she, she, she definitely does her research. Absolutely. I think she I would already. Me, she drives me nuts sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I was. I think I was already uh, on this show, but I re- distinctly remember there was a point in time where I was watching Beyond the Trailer Park, and I was still engaging in the text-based chat system they had for it. And um, it was Dune, 
those heretic woman and i i think photo you were on there too and it was where they were reviewing the chat log of the online faith healer about <laughs> healing one arm suddenly is too long and all that stuff and i <laughs> was just i was making jokes i was making joke commentary left along it was like Oh, sparkling. Oh, keep rubbing faster. Don't stop. You know, things like that. And she and, she and Bat and Dune and you were all dying your asses off. And I'm going, you know what? I may not be the smartest guy in the world, but I can make people laugh. And, and we can still go back and reflect on the things that we heard and not miss out on it. So I can bring humor to some things. And, 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 and that episode made me realize I still want to do this stuff. The, uh, oh, yeah. For all the holy crap viewers and listeners, that episode in particular was probably the funniest episode that BTT ever, ever did. It's episode 21 in the catalog. You actually know that just off the top <laughs> yes, of your head. Yes, I do. <laughs> Whether it's that memorable, you got to check it out. Well, you know, that, that's, that's what Atheist on Air was all about, always was, and all the offshoots was we have to combine doing our due diligence on our research with being funny as hell. Well, right. Well, like that's, but, but professor, like one of the things I was always told, like um, uh, who was it? Uh, Seth Andrews taught me this one. Uh, the best way to combat abject stupidity is with mockery. Yeah. You know, so yeah, we can be due diligent, but <laughs> we, we also should cut these guys down a lot. Oh, know? absolutely. But, and, and besides it, <clears throat> the humor has another use. I, I have taught a few classes, and uh, people don't pay attention if it's boring. Right. And humor is not boring. Humor is not boring. It's funny. No, so see, if you can make it, yeah, if you can make it into humor, you can reach people with it. And, mm -hmm. and that's the thing, um, because of the three of them together having me continue and publicize my little antics and have me get on there and, and voice some of it and. It, it encouraged me to keep doing this. I, I may not have the fountain of wisdoms like Sujin and Professor Stephen and Bryce and Joseph and Dallin and all that, but I know that some of the things that I can bring help in some way, shape, or form for some people. And Heretic Woman is part of the reason why I'm still doing this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a let me let me kind of backtrack a little bit as far as to why HCTV got started. Because there's there's a I don't believe in mythology, but I don't have a problem with using a particular myth in order to explain my out view of how society is. Hmm. For those of you that might remember it, and I don't remember what the Greek names were, there is the legend of the fates, otherwise known as the three crones. One who would weave the strands of life, the second who would, sorry, the, the first who would uh, create the skeins of life, the second who would weave the skeins into a tapestry, and the last who, at the end of that life, cuts the skein. To me, I have tried for many years to remind myself that, for me, this is how lives are. We start we interweave with each other, we support each other, and each skein has no way of seeing the tapestry from inside of it. But if there was a way of looking back on it all, 
we would be able to start to see that we all weave together, we support one another, we intermingle, we share our color with each other in order to form something that is truly grand and beautiful until we are no longer part of that. And this is the reason why I'm kind of telling you this. HCTV started because Joey Dallin and I uh, Friday nights, uh, we've we've told you guys on many at a time, and and Joey, you you know for well, uh, probably almost almost better than the rest of us, we had many a night where we would end up talking about uh, stuff that was in the news that was, I believe the correct term would be, unfunny. Um, yeah, to say the least. Um, I remember quite <clears throat> specifically the particular item that we were discussing. Uh that I had looked up and thought, oh, wow, this sounds funny. Oh, and we all one. thought, we all thought it sounded funny until it wasn't. Yeah. But there were, there were nights too. Like my, my contribution at the time was the, uh, was the WTF newscast where I would go looking for news about stupid people. And let's face it, <clears throat> it's out there. Yeah, you know? there is, there's no <laughs> Just, lack of that. Look, look at any Florida newspaper. I rest my case, your honor. Mm. But, um, there were nights where I would bring up stories that were not so much funny, but more rant worthy. Oh, and no, we I, did. Yeah. And that yeah. was, and that was the problem. Wasn't it Joe? Yeah. We went off. Didn't we? We broke, yeah. we, we broke the three rules of DJing. We, 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 uh, there were some folks who were not quite happy with the, uh, entire. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. So um, and I think Sujin, you invited me to the show because on Wednesday nights when you would do trivia, I was always the first to guess Ron Jeremy. <laughs> uh, was it ever correct? No, it was no. never Ron Jeremy. No, that was the whole point. point. There, there is there is there was a standing rule that the answer was never going to be Ron Jeremy mm. or forty two, or there were a couple of other items, but I have not done the, the trivia thing in quite a while. So anyway. Oh, and by the way, Knip Knop. You're welcome. Some people understand that. Some people need to have their tech people explain to them exactly what that means. Now, like I said, uh, Joey Dallin and I are doing the, the Friday night show. Uh, we had stuff that ended up being very rant worthy that I had somebody afterwards kind of get in touch with me privately and say, um, yeah, that 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 stuff you guys were talking about uh, that that was not funny. Don't do that. And considering that the you know the Friday night show that we do is supposed to be effectively a morning zoo at night to kick off the weekend, I kind of sat back and went, yeah, that's um, hmm. that's good. That's, that's a good point. That's probably a really good point. And that's when I decided, okay, let's go ahead and just move all of that stuff off of that and we'll do our own show and we'll do it on you know what let me go ahead and program this against the whole coast to coast am bullshit so let's do it <laughs> saturday night sunday morning at 1205 my time because normally broadcast radio if you pay attention to the timing top of the hour they go ahead they introduce themselves here's the the fcc id cool here's the news from the network five minutes of news boom then they're on that's why we are scheduled the way that we are at five after the hour so i decided you know 
okay, we'll do uh, we'll do an hour show. Can't be that hard to fill an hour. And it wasn't. And the problem was we started to end up uh, very quickly into an hour 20, an hour and 30. Oh, well, you know, uh, um, <laughs> our show would run four hours sometimes. <laughs> yep. So, yep. you know, yeah. we... <laughs> but my intention was to do just an hour. And then it was, yeah. okay, you know what? We're doing an hour and a half. All right, fine. We'll do, we'll schedule an hour and a half. And then it was just like, you know what? Shit. We're just getting our stride and we need to finish off with something. Fine. Two hours. Eh, we're, we, we try. We, the, the, I, I actually try to keep the separator up. blade is still very dull. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's true enough. But I, but I do actually try. So we started that up and we had Witchy Bunny, uh, who is, uh, doing well enough for herself not with the show which is fine uh we had uh, a mutual friend uh from the furry circles uh i forgot the hell uh off the top of my head uh but we we kind of got started with the whole damn thing and you know it it got rolling unredo tech and i however we knew each other from the uh tech support podcast uh sorry the tech support web pages yeah techcomedy.com also known as TFC. Yeah. And um, all hail the bovine, uh, canine bovine. And um, we, we shared horror stories because I had worked tech support and tech sales. So we, we understood each other and Very like well. said uh, he, he was part of that all, but we got started with uh, HCTV and I kind of tried to make it worthwhile and, and, it was very rough, I will admit, and I was doing it off of my own personal YouTube channel. And we got to um, we got to about the first year, and I was really loving what uh, what Cash was doing with AOA, and I basically said, I, I asked his advice. You know, what what do you think I should really do with this? Because you know, I'm I'm not sure if I should really just keep going on with this. And Cash did the most Cash thing that I can actually tell you. He reamed my ass out. He talked with me because we we actually spoke person to person. It wasn't it wasn't text typing or anything. We were actually on voice together because I wanted to get his advice because I I respected the shit out of him. And we talked, and I will tell you that what he told me was almost verbatim what he ended up putting up on SoundCloud for Dear Atheist Podcaster. Hmm. It was almost word for word what he told me. And the most important part of it all that he told me was this, and I am paraphrasing. If you did your show and you invested, let's say, $200, $300, $400, whatever it's going to be, you know, for, for a year, two, maybe three, and you knew full well you were not going to make that money back, but you knew that you were going to help one person get out from underneath it all to help them move on, to help them actually become better. Knowing full well that this you were never going to get that money back, would you continue to do it? 
Yeah. Well, brother, what the fuck is stopping you? And that was the night that I actually said, okay. That's when I went ahead and I actually registered. HolyCrapTheVlogcast.com and started getting things lined up. Started actually setting up this channel as its own separate piece. And from that, got Witchy, got Joey and Dallin, and eventually got uh, Unrenewed Tech because I I knew for well that, you know, I recognized these guys. I respected these guys. And Heretic Woman wanted in because she was chiming in, and I was like, you know what, yeah, come on, and you know, we'll, we'll see how things go. Yeah, there was there's no question. There was no question. <laughs> there's no question of it all. Yeah. And this is where the framework, this 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 tapestry thing starts to have happen. Because I knew Joey and Dallin from something else, and it kind of got things rolling. I knew tech from something else. So I got him to, to come and join because he had a perspective that I wanted. And because of Heretic Woman, Joseph, you ended up getting pulled in from her, as I recall. Correct? Yeah, she was my podcast mommy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. It all started on Cash's show. And she yeah. should, sent me your way, Shijin. Yep. Yep. And that was going to be the other thing. And she, uh, she told Bridget to, you know, kind of check us out, see how things are going. And then you went ahead and said, basically, I want in. Who? Bridget. That, ah, that's, Bridget when you, yeah. that's when you basically said, got in touch with me and said, I want in. And do you remember what was the most important thing that I told you before you were allowed on? Most important thing was to make sure that I protected myself. And what it was it that I told you would happen if you couldn't promise me that? That you would hunt me down yourself and kick my ass. And I don't remember if that was going to be before or after I kicked you off the show, but uh, yeah, close enough. <laughs> Something like that. See, I'm wondering if uh, she's got that written on like a recipe card somewhere close to the computer. I'm, I'm sure I've got it in her contract somewhere. But, and, but Joseph. Wait, there's a contract? Joseph, you. <laughs> I didn't sign anything. You were pulled in to this whole thing because she kind of pulled you into the whole thing. Why the hell would you agree to let her just drag your ass into this whole thing? Oh, it's a long story. Um, Make it short. <laughs> I was kind of going through a difficult time. So, you know, I owe her a lot uh, for bringing me out of that. Um, and... Um, she thought I had something to say, but, uh, you know, just through our discussions. Uh, so, um, yeah, she kind of dragged me kicking and screaming onto your your podcast. Um, and if you go back and look at the first episodes, I'm like totally deer in the headlights. Anybody <laughs> 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 who talked to me. Who I, isn't? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, it was quite an experience for me because, like, I have, I'm, I'm more or less a background guy, um, mm. you know tech support and stuff like that so um well at least in recent years so yeah was um she helped me through a lot of things um 
she was there for me even when uh yeah she like on a couple of occasions like a couple meaning like, it's not a big thing but she like sent me uh a box full of uh swiss chalet dipping sauce and uh, craft dinner <laughs> on two occasions because that kind of thing you just can't find here so it's just little things like that but i mean it it, it meant the world to me because uh, <laughs> and I, I still keep um i was listening uh, you know just uh, a couple days ago we were on um uh, it wasn't a podcast but it was a show together um uh, atheist apocalypse mm -hmm. and we used to record together oh yeah and uh because we'd uh because no normally her character was totally in love with mine so we'd have to do this back and forth over um and i was playing i was playing some sort of um weird dictator french rebel <laughs> and uh <laughs> was, it, so so basically typecast is what you're saying <laughs> yeah 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 but I've still got the recordings, like even though I had my differences with the show, as everybody did in the show, um, I, I kept these recordings preciously because, I mean, we just had such a great time. I mean, yeah. Sounds to me like she did an awful lot. I mean, not just these stories, but other stories I've read about her on Facebook. Sounds to me like she does a lot of helping people, a lot of getting people together. Well, she brings yeah. up the best you know, it's, it's yeah. really, she, she said, okay, you have something to say, forget the rest. You have something to say. So capitalize on that and the rest yeah. will come along, you know? Yeah. And it's exactly what she did. And that's, I think she does that for everyone. Yeah. Well, she's the reason why uh, I even know Dave Foda. She introduced us and I'll never forget it. It was at a Reason Con 2. And uh, she and I went to Dave's room to go hang out for a while. And we were this is when I was still drinking. Yeah, we were up <laughs> yeah. until probably five or six in the morning talking. She and I were talking about hockey and Rush and Tchaikovsky and metal music and you know all this other stuff. And then wow, Dave killed me because he ended up putting a post on Facebook that said, "I have two hot chicks in my room who were talking Tchaikovsky, hockey, and what was it, Rush or something like that." And I'm back in the corner on Facebook. What's wrong with me? <laughs> I'm just trying to think that. That is a very broad spectrum of topics. I I'm know, impressed. right? Well, I, if, I'm very impressed. And it if she on for hours. If she could do anything, she could talk. Oh yeah, that's a fact. Yeah, yeah. and let, let's let's face it. Don't forget too. If memory serves, wasn't that where you got one of the most unusual rush shirts ever? No, that was Reason Con Three. Three. Okay. Yeah. See, I, I lose track of these things. Yeah, but I two there. is where I met her and Stacy and uh, Professor Stephen and mm -hmm. and uh, had come up there because uh, Miss Ashley is like, get your ass up here. We don't care how. I'll give you gas money, but you're coming. <laughs> so yeah. And then it was uh, and then it was Reason Con three. Yeah. That right. uh, that met I you. drove down there. Oh my God! I uh, don't get me wrong. <laughs> I I love you guys. And I, I don't use the L word lightly. I have a, I have a, I have a, a problem with that word for reasons. Um, but I, I ain't driving twelve hours again in in one clip. Nah, yeah, that was, was, was It was. I'm sorry. There are no Tim Hortons down that way. I have no way of getting go-go juice injections the right way. 
okay, no. just, you know, for well, me to get home, it, 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 like to get to my hometown, it's a 12-hour drive. And I used to do it three or four times a year. It's rough, though. Yeah, but, after the, yeah, but after the exchange, it's like nine hours. Who cares at that point? Who? It doesn't really much matter. Shut up. Leave me alone. <laughs> The, the, but um, were, were, were it not for her, I don't think that I would have gone down there for three. And I absolutely definitely uh, would. We No, wait a minute. It was because of her that not only did I meet Bridget uh, and um, Stephen, if I remember right, I, I don't remember if I met you directly through, but I know for well that I would not have gone out for dinner with you, Dave, were it not for her. And these guys, and I had, uh, I, I, I'm proud that the, I had the opportunity of meeting you that way. Yeah. Well, I'm, I was glad for that dinner too. The funny thing about that one was that I didn't actually attend the conference that year. I was on my way back from Western North Carolina and I had to pass through Hickory to get home. And I knew that the conference was going on. So I said, you know what? I'm going to stop for dinner Yeah. and just, you know, see a bunch of these people. So that was the whole reason for that happening. So it was us, uh, it was Dave, and it was Magnum. Mm-hmm. Yes, that was before somebody pulled out in front of Magnum. Oh. Yeah. For those of you that don't know, uh, Magnum Magnum was his dick. It is no longer with us any longer. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it was a very sad day. Um, yes. Uh, it, it shortened from about uh, 10 feet long to a, a little bit shorter than that. And I, I'm truly yeah. sorry for that. I had the honor of riding a Magnum once. Raisin Con yes. too. Yeah. Yes. The, um, Not saying a word. The ma- <laughs> no, she didn't say riding Magnum. She said riding, riding in. in. <laughs> uh, Don't yeah, stop. You, Keep uh, going. I, I will be honest. Okay, I, I will be. I will be dead honest. This. This. this took I'm me. almost there. Oh God. <laughs> just, okay, just, just for the record, folks, this is not water. This is, in fact, alcohol. And my I'm grateful for it now. Sorry, Dave. <laughs> I don't care. Let's oh. continue um, on. Just, just relax and breathe. It'll fit. <laughs> Um, and for those of you that might think that we're being uh, disrespectful, oh fuck no! Oh Did hell she no! She'd be laughing her ass off right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, I was um, I was doing a <clears throat> an on-site trip uh, for work in Hamilton, Ontario, last year. Was it last year? Yeah, doesn't matter. Whenever. Um, and of course, I you know I let everybody know on Facebook that hey, I'm. You know, Hamilton, I am in you, you know? Well, heretic woman caught wind of it and said, hey, um, you know, hit me up when you get there. So we started talking over instant messaging and Kitchener's not too far away. So after work one day, I told the guy I was working with, I said, look, I got a, I got a thing. So I had the chance to just drive out to Kitchener, uh, ran into her and her, me and Arnold, we went out to dinner and that was uh, after having worked with her for two years on, or for a couple of years on the show, I finally got to meet her face to face. And then later that year, she came out to my place for a weekend to attend a secular conference out here. And through her, I got to meet um, Ali Rizvi uh, and his wife, Alishba, both of whom are 
very big activists and the, okay. So the day after the, the conference, um, Ali and Elishba were staying an extra day and they were going to go to Banff. Uh, those of you who don't know, very nice tourist spot, very mountainous, lots of, uh, good stuff there. And so, <laughs> so we decided we were going to go out too. I mean, it's expensive as hell, but you know what the hell, right? So we're driving out there and it's about two hours to get to Banff from Calgary. And to get to Banff, you go through a little town called Canmore. Now, anybody who's a fan of Canadian comedy would know what Canmore signifies. We're driving, we're just driving in. Heretic woman realizes that we're in Canmore and suddenly your phone rings and it's her mother who's apparently driving into Kitchener to come and see her. And she says, well, no, I, I can't come to the door right now because I'm in Canmore. And I heard this over the phone. Like I'm, I'm, I'm driving and all of a sudden I hear this, Canmore! <laughs> but uh, yeah, the, the, the big joke, uh, I'm Mike from Canmore. Just look it up. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll see about adding that to the uh, to the show notes. Uh, yeah. Type type of thing, so I don't forget. Um, uh, Dallin, I I have I have to ask, and for those of you that have been uh, watching my uh, my little profile picture really carefully, know for well I've been holding on to this. Um, so, uh, considering the disparity in the uh, altitudinalness of both of you, um, did she even make it up to the level of your nipples? I'm wondering. I don't know. I've never seen the two of you together. So... Uh, <laughs> no, she was like 4'11". No. <laughs> um, let's, let's just say um, I had to, for, for the sake of decency and being a gentleman, I did have to stoop a fair bit to hug her. Yeah. Otherwise, things would have been awkward. Okay, let's just put it that way. Okay. Uh, those of you who don't know, right. I, am, I am six foot three. So, do the math. Um, the funniest part, though, we we got to Banff, we ran into Ali and everybody. We uh, we took a gondola ride up to Sulphur Mountain. We had dinner or lunch. Everything was doing great. I look at my watch. And I say, we have to go. She's like, what do you mean? Your flight leaves in two hours, 45 minutes. It takes roughly two hours, 30 minutes to get home. How I didn't get pulled over driving her ass back to Calgary so she could catch her damn plane back to Ham back to Ontario. I'll never know. But uh, yeah, she she talked to me afterwards. And told me she was the last. She was the last person on the flight. They were just getting ready to close the gate when she uh, <laughs> she ran up there. Oh my goodness! But uh, and I could just I could just see her the size that she was. Be like, I'm sorry. <laughs> this this, yeah. this I don't know I don't know if you can see it, the the little horses where they they don't they don't clap clap clap. They... You know, I'll have, it, to, I'll have to look that up. There's um. I don't know if you guys have ever seen that commercial or that ad on Facebook for those um, motorized, uh, the motorized luggage that you can ride. I was seriously, getting, I was seriously thinking of getting one for Christmas. <laughs> well, I wonder about that though. Not to, to derail this, but uh, 
Oh, please, think, female binds. <laughs> derail us? Surely. The motorized, lug, the motorized luggage you can, you can ride, you can't get that past airport security, can you? It has a battery in it. Oh, that's right. Ooh, if it's a lithium be... ion battery, you're, you're kind of 10 levels of hooped, aren't you? Yeah. yeah, you can't take that on an airplane. Hmm. Um, well, oh, wait a minute. Um, well, you know, with the with the with the size that she was, I mean, you could have just wound that thing up. I mean, it would have had to pull the pull the thing out the yeah. back. Yeah, yeah. Actually, uh, um, I think you can you can carry those batteries onto the plane, like if it's in your carry on. Somebody got nailed for uh, uh, at customs for leaving an e-cigarette battery in their suitcase, which was going underneath. Okay. But apparently, they if they if they'd kept it in their carry on, everything would have been fine. So, um. Okay, so if you're if you're on a CRJ and you got to gate check this thing, yeah, you're fucked. Yeah, but then again, if I guess if it's stowaway luggage that you're gonna like pay for them to take, yeah. uh, it would be okay. Or maybe uh, uh, maybe you can pull the battery, yeah, and keep it with I, you. I know, I know there was some, like smart luggage that was being sold, and the battery wasn't able to be removed. <coughs> and Not so smart and they, then, huh? Yeah, and then they weren't allowed to take their their suitcase on the airplane uh, as uh, a carry on. But anyway, sorry. <laughs> No, but um, actually, it was thanks to her. Like I said, I got to, I got a chance to meet Ali. Um, if you ever get a chance to see him at a conference, he's a, he's a hell of a speaker. Uh, laid one of the best jokes I'd ever heard on me, but I'm not going to repeat it because I got in trouble for it a few weeks ago. <laughs> um, also got to meet a guy, uh, Luke Fevin. Uh, he's a huge advocate here in Alberta for getting government funding out of Catholic schools. No. Oh. Um, that's his passion project. And, uh, I'm behind him 110% on this and, uh, to hear him talk, yeah, pulls no punches whatsoever. So I had the chance to meet him and a, and a couple other great people. Um, thanks to, De thanks to Deb. She, uh, she, she kind of pulled me along for this. So. Deb was nothing if not a facilitator of some sort, right? So, I mean, I mean, if AOA was the starter fluid, she was gasoline. She kept a lot of the community rolling. Oh, yeah. dude, she uh, was gasoline even without it. Who are you kidding? Yeah, no shit. She was, uh, well, gasoline is almost putting it mildly. I'm thinking like napalm, some other like very flammable substance. You know what? <laughs> Hold on. Let, okay. Um, Dave and Bryce. Let me just put this at you, because uh, because I know full well that uh, Bridget would know this better, only because, but I think that you guys might be a little bit more entertaining for this one. When you end up putting Heretic Woman and Ms. Ashley and Susie all together in one place at one time, <laughs> Dave, what do you end up with? You know first. Well... You're not going to get a word in edgewise. <laughs> true that. True. true that. Very true. Yeah. You are definitely going to be the butt of at least three jokes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Including your own butt. <laughs> because they will do it. And? Yep. And the third thing is, it will never go below 50 decibels. <laughs> uh, Brace? Sure. Same question. Um, so I was never, um, make it up, dude. I don't care. We're not, I was we're never, not, not going to be fact checking you. Today. No, 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 no. I was never fortunate enough to, uh, to partake in such, uh, shenanigans. However, I was lucky enough to see the results of those shenanigans. 
at I, I can't I can't remember if it was ReasonCon two or three, but I just remember Susie during the lunch, uh, the like the catered lunch that we had there, um, almost non-verbal drunk because they had spent so much time drinking and talking the night before you know um, that would be easy <laughs> yeah and and considering so i only kinda... i only ever saw the results of these uh, i and and heard stories as you can imagine and if we're gonna go ahead and talk about the stories and such bridget you know as well as any of the rest of us that the legends of those three bulldogs going fuck all after somebody who richly deserved it who is walking around with a post on the street <laughs> oh that uh, yeah I, I wish i could have seen something like that you know i i gotta i gotta find out if there is any video of of that there 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 has to be somewhere there's got to be closed circuit tv from like three miles away on like i don't know traffic camera where they're just like um what is this audio we're picking up we don't have audio on that camera we're still picking it up <laughs> I thought Bobby had taken video of one of those interactions. I could be wrong, but I swear I watched a, a video on Bobby's phone <clears> at one point of that. That would not at all surprise me. Uh, and 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 for for the record, I did put out the word to uh, a lot of other folks. Uh, unfortunately, uh, we don't have anybody that's showing at the moment. I don't care. It, and I and I say that from the standpoint of. <sighs> okay. I know full well that we here for all of our various shows and um <sighs> I'm sorry. It's um it's a little daunting for me to kind of uh have the reality suddenly uh just pop in on me when I'm trying really hard not to, you know. We are all cousin shows. Um, With Susie and Ashley and Bobby and Bill and us and Bryce and Professor Steven and Cash and whether he knows it or not, in some weird fashion, George and 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 beyond the trailer park and, and Beth and and all these other guys that um and and uh, flower um wallflower because uh, shit um and <laughs> heretic woman was not the focus was not the center of all of this stuff happening. But my God, was she not a web, a, a webmaster pulling threads here and there and leaving her touch on so many different people and, and projects and, and starting things and getting people's asses kicked that deserved them and maybe didn't realize that they needed it and pulling so many things together that I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to say it because we've dropped the F-bomb already a couple of times. It doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> Fuck. 
we don't artists do not see in their time the effect that their work has there is no way in hell she could have possibly seen how many threads she actually pulled together some that stuck some that didn't because some projects worked and some didn't how many people her work has affected in these in in the podcasting and the skeptical communities there, there's <clears throat> there's no way of gauging that the pebble has no idea where the ripples will go and what it'll affect and i don't even have any way of really knowing because there's us there's our shows there are the other shows that kind of started from uh from aoa and 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 such and branched out um i have not heard of any shows that have branched off from ours and that's okay i'm not saying that because i'm you know full of myself or anything uh bryce uh have has have you had anybody actually get in touch with you that said hey you know um i actually kind of started my own piece because of the stuff that you've been doing for oh my god how long has it been that you've been doing two almost three years yourself um i'm uh I'm in almost four and a half years right now. Um, I have had people who have, you know, I've had people get in touch with me and, and you know, kind of like what I did with Cash and with what I did with uh, David Michael is like, hey, this is, you know, something that I've, I've wanted to do here, a couple of demos, you know, give me your thoughts. And, you know, I, 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 I've had a few people do that, but not directly. <clears throat> Um, but I don't think that gauging how many shows have spawned off of ours is any good metric. I think what the, the point that you're getting at Shujin is that all of us are building blocks into, a a, a foundation of, a, a you know, an, an insular group of content creators and artists that we are getting out there. We're speaking our mind and we're trying to we're trying to do exactly what Deb always did. And that was speak our mind. We always say what the hell we're thinking. And that's what really matters. And I think you said it well, Shujin, like you, you don't necessarily know all of the people that you're impacting and you may not see what impact your work has in your lifetime. And I think that much is very much the case with everybody in this community that we don't know what, you know, we don't know what the future holds, but we sure can sit back and appreciate what we're a part of as it's happening, as it's taking place. And, you know, really take stock of those building blocks, each of those individual people who made all of this possible. Um, and, you know, it's it's just important to really take stock of what we have and and who we have with us. Yeah, there's a there's a piece, uh, by the way, over in the uh, over in the live chat, which guys thank you yes i have been keeping track of it i haven't spoken specifically because you know the way things have been working but um there's something that i want to make sure that we kind of deal with uh, as as we're getting close to uh close to the end of which by the way i just suddenly realized i have not really been keeping track of 
you know the 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 shows for us uh the number of shows but we are at uh, 246 divided by 52.25 we are at uh four years four and three quarter years at this point shit i didn't realize that we'd been going that long yeah um the, we all got our starter right around the same time. Yeah, it all came out of that core group from AOA. I've moved twice since I've been on this show. Yep, but uh, what I was gonna, uh, what I was gonna touch on because I think, um, I think it's kind of worthwhile for us to to deal with, even with, even with all the grief that we've got to deal with, tripping, and and it's not gonna seem like it makes sense, but uh, but you'll see, <coughs> and um, I'm gonna kind of uh, come around to. Uh, uh, to Professor Stephen, uh, first off, to to kind of deal with this one, um, Trippin had said, "Nubby Bobby got a few Uber rides on video." Poor Nubby Bobby. Mm-hmm. What I want to deal with is that, even though what we do, we know for well that there is a very serious aspect to what we end up doing. There is no way in hell. She took it so damn seriously that she couldn't have fun at her own damned expense. And right. mother fucker, did she not go ahead and give as much as she got with making us laugh at each other and ourselves? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Uh, I mean, <clears throat> life in itself is kind of absurd. There's no reason to take it that seriously. But yet there is. and But somehow humor... It's so strange. Humor is such a bridge between uh, uh, the serious and and being able to be comfortable with it. And I think she knew that. She understood it sort of like on an instinctual level on how humor can be used to dull the blade, so to speak, and make it easier to accept the hard things. And uh, I don't know of any other way of doing it. I don't know of any other emotion. Dave, uh, you know, the same thing, man. We've, we've had, I mean, let's, let's face it. We have had so much fun referring to you by your full given name <laughs> that we kind of had morph along to you. <laughs> and you know, full well, it wasn't just one of us, you know, full well, she had a hand in crafting that with us to call you it doesn't surprise me at all i mean given the fact that you know given what photo means in portuguese she just kind of mm-hmm. ran with that <laughs> she was the one who would always put the photo say photo kitty on my page when i said something offensive to her <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i'm i'm aware of you know kind of how that kind of how that nickname developed but no y'all don't know my full given name (laughs) no and we don't need to because what we call you is good enough because gosh darn it you're worth it you just like the name (laughs) (laughs) i'm sorry am i that transparent one thing that found was kind of humorous was you were uh posting pictures of your mother (laughs) and uh anyway you had on their mama photo and yeah. it automatically translated to, yeah. <laughs> to motherfucker. 
<laughs> oh. Translated by Bing, and I was like, "Are you kidding me?" <laughs> Motherfucker! You know, Bing. Congratulations, you got one right. Well done. Yeah. Bing can't can't do searches, can't do maps to save its life, but God damn it, it gets it gets profanity right. <laughs> I work um, with this woman who's an evangelical, uh, and I had to run over and show her. <laughs> oh, okay, Br Bridget, I, I have to know. So you, you say she's an, an evangelical. Yeah. Uh, when you showed her that, did she drop dead of a heart attack or stroke? No, actually, she laughed. I can not believe it. <laughs> oh, well, I guess that's a, that could be a good thing, I guess. Yeah, I don't see. know. Oh, but, you know, she's one of those that every time that I, you know, every time she talks to somebody on the phone, she's like, have a blessed day and all that stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. We, yeah. Know, we know those types. Yeah, it is it may. Yeah, but uh, uh, I have to mention other than Facebook. Some of the best memories that I have is at like two and three a.m. after the show here, when uh, Heretic Woman and Dave and I were still awake, getting into these meme wars on Facebook and doing the Canadian middle finger and all that stuff. And, <laughs> and, and, I, and, I'll, and I'll go ahead and admit this: I was the instigator of most of it. <laughs> Gee, what a surprise. I'm shocked, I tell you. Shocked. But weren't those not fun? Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Some of the best times that I had. Hey, Bryce, how about you? I mean, we've been, <coughs> we've been, we've been over this, and we know full well, especially from, okay, from having to listen to some of the uh some of the history that you've come up with and and researched and done all this absolute hellacious bullshit in some cases uh, there there has to have been so many times where you just go wow if somebody ain't going to left getting a getting a laugh out of this something's wrong oh all the time well that was one thing that I really enjoyed about every time that Deb and I would get together because she was one of the very few people in this community who had actually read a biography of Mormon history, right? And, and any of you know that you could talk to Deb about anything and she had some level of knowledge about it or she was willing to be taught about it. And it was so frequently that I would talk to her about topics that I know at a deep granular level within Mormon history. And she wouldn't just say, oh, wow, that's interesting. She would then build on my point with her knowledge of Mormon history, showing me that she has, she knows, she, she has done her homework. She knows more than, than your average Canadian about Mormon history. And that, that was actually that's a surprisingly rare occurrence within this community. And she was one of the very few people who I could get into deeper conversations and I could connect with at that deeper level about those topics. And, you know, like, I don't know, I, on a personal level, uh, like I'm an extremely introverted person. I, I don't spend a lot of time outreach and a lot of time trying to make friends. I just sort of, 
allow friends to, ha to happen to me. But Deb was always a person who made a concerted effort to include me and to make me feel like I was part of a group that I don't know if I ever felt like I was a part of. And that was one thing that I deeply appreciated about Deb. And, you know, just, just uh, spending a lot of hours talking to her on air and off air. Um, I don't know. It, that was a, a cultivated friendship that is... Uh, um, oh, that will never be replaced. Uh, I'm still struggling to wrap my mind around. Uh, yeah, I understand that. And uh, Joey, there, there, there are a lot of nights where I know for well, you know, you didn't really have very much to chime in on, but then there were some other nights where we were just right in your pocket and you were right there. And man, I loved, I absolutely loved how when it was something that was truly in your wheelhouse uh for uh military history and and such especially where it was just like i, I could just you don't fool i i i kind of have to watch what's going on with everybody and i could see she's listening she's taking it in and she's not entirely right on it but definitely deferred to you and and i don't know how well you saw it she, i could see you know the respect of knowing that you knew your shit. Um, you know, I always, I always kind of went out of my way to make her laugh and what I could because, you know, <clears throat> watching her crack up is always fun. Especially when she damn near fell out of her chair. <laughs> oh yeah. If, if you could break her, that was, that was the best part. <laughs> but, uh, she had the best laugh. Oh, yes. And she was part of my personal favorite episode of um, Atheists on Air. Um, it was after Cash had left, and I was trying to pilot the show, and it was hard. But I did the um, Reason Con 2015 playing Yahweh's Advocate episode where we were all drunk being interviewed. And uh, she was on that, and she was a hoot. It was great. <laughs> that was truly one of the greats. True, one of my favorites as well. Mm -hmm. um, this is uh, this is one of the more difficult shows to end up doing and, and, and wrangling because dealing with these kinds of emotions is always going to be hard there's no two ways about it and trying to figure out who to pull in or or how to pull in um it's it's really tough because i've i've got my own pieces that you know i you guys who've been with long enough know full well that i try not to be as as much the panelist as the the, the moderator of i i really do try not to insert myself i i, I feel it's kind of a, a call it a professional duty if you will because you know it's the kind of personality i am but let me tell you trying to keep track of what she's doing at any one time was fun for me 
and I and I I'm I'm not saying it from the standpoint of oh you're sharing your screen one two three four five six seven eight nine <laughs> shit I lost track hold on a second put that back up on the screen again because <coughs> she knew stuff man she had been dealing with stuff so often that she knew so many different pieces were it not for her I would not have known that there was bestiality references in the fucking Bible. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, yep. look at look at look at this thing right here. Ezekiel. Boom, 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 boom. Uh, holy shit! You actually know that? Hold on a second. Let me pull that up. <laughs> yeah, and, and it was it was one of those moments where, you know, those of us who haven't read it cover to cover, yes, I'm guilty. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> You know, you, you hear, you know, you, you hear a show like the Bloody Bible, or you know, you hear all these other references, and you think, okay, this book is full of, you know, it, it's it, it's the sadist's handbook. It can't possibly get any worse. Enter the hold my beer moment, and she <laughs> throws that one at us. I'm like, <laughs> can it possibly get any worse? Yeah, I can. I can make it worse. I can make it worse. You ready? I'll, I'll, I'll make it worse. I'm waiting. The only part of the Bible furry approved. There you go. <laughs> Achievement there was a, unlocked. There was a talking donkey that would technically be a furry, right? Uh-huh. And, well, and, the, and the serpent. But, and the serpent. but, but, but. That's a scaly, though. That's the, we don't talk about those. And depending on which translation you read, there's an eagle that talks, but it only it's only in the King James. <laughs> Gee, a talking eagle in mm -hmm. the King James, which is most popular in America. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I don't know that. It is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that quite works, but yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, you know, no, I, 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 I know where you're going with that. Somebody somewhere has made that connection, probably. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and yeah. the other translations is an the other translations is an angel, but in the King James, it's an eagle. It's in the Book of Revelation. It makes no sense. Yeah, well, yeah. That's, that's twenty that's, years from now, it'll be Trump. So actually, actually, uh, Revelations does make sense. If you've done acid before, all oh, right, sure, <laughs> right, yeah, okay. Makes um, I, I will say this much I, back in the day before my <laughs> head was cleared, um, you know, you guys, you guys remember the, the Left Behind book series? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. read all of them. Mm. Ooh. I'm yeah, sorry. You know, do you do you want to do you want a middle or something for this? I mean, this oh, no, is no, 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 no. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, just look. Everybody else bears their scars on this show, and, and other than the surgical ones I got, but you know, I, I wanted to say something. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I will say this though. Um, you know, the, the first couple of books, okay, not so bad, but man, oh man, the further down the rabbit hole you got with that, mm -hmm. the stranger those stories got. Like, you know, tr trying to put some kind of a real life spin on it. Only worked for a little bit of it, and eventually right. they just had to throw all that shit out the window. Well, it hardly even makes sense to me why you'd want to read such a story. I mean, it ends. We know what the ending is. All oh, the people who didn't believe in God go to hell, and all the people who did go to heaven. It's yeah, the, it's the it's the Christian version of the Fast and Furious franchise. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it continually keeps getting worse. Until yeah. yeah. It's, uh, yeah. You mean like Sharknado? Yeah. <laughs> No, no, okay. No, no. started out bad. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Look, this this got went worse. from okay. This went from from the the Fast and the Furious, like the beginning ones, 
uh, kind of descended into, you know, what is now the Fast and Furious thing. And then I think the last three or four books, it went straight into Sharknado. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But no, it, it was a, it was a different time for me. Um, you know, I've, I've got, I, I think I still have them on bookshelf somewhere. Uh, all courtesy of my ex-wife, you know, I've got shit from Deepak Chopra. I've got the secret. Oh. I've got, uh, I'm, I'm, I think I actually have a Joel Osteen book somewhere. Mm. Uh, okay. the only, no, the only reason I can't set it on fire right now is because Calgary takes open fires very seriously. <laughs> and I don't have a bird. So, you know, the bird cage liner thing is out too. Plus, I'm pretty sure that stuff would just repel that kind of stuff anyway. You know what's funny? The tradition that I, <laughs> the the tradition that I was in. Yeah, it's the, like, it's it's like magnets. Yeah, opposing yeah. opposing bullshit repels. <laughs> yeah, you, you have you have the like polarity of bullshit. I'm gonna end up with bird shit all over my house. I don't. Yeah. Care. Thank you, you very much. You doing this? Thing? This this means something completely different, Dave. Don't don't do that. <laughs> Don't or just do, do it. Do it if you want to. Uh, well, oh, yes, yeah. but not 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 on my show. I, I mean, <laughs> demonetization is a thing. Yeah. Don't do that to me. Okay, hold, hold on. Sure. We actually look. We actually need subscribers. We will, for, we will, for, we will, to we will, be demonetized. All right, all right fine. Look, we will, look, we'll okay. Listen, I think Heretic Woman would agree if she were here right now that if it feels good and you're not hurting anybody, do it yeah. as much as you like until it falls off anyway. Yeah. Um, I, I, no, I, I think at this well, point she would have pulled out the water bottles. Funny enough, funny. Hold, hold, <laughs> that, hold, 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 hold that thought. Hold that thought. Bridget, mm -hmm. um, speaking of said water bottles, would it not be for her to say, because she did, you can drink anything you want out of my penis shaped bottle, just not milk? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. Or Can she would alternately uh, take a lanyard and wrap it around her head and go, "Look, it's a unicorn." <laughs> for those, for those, okay, for those of you that don't know, she had. Wait a minute. How did, did you share three of them? Was that it? <laughs> I should have bought some Baileys to put in her. Uh, her. her penis. No. No. <laughs> okay. For the, for those yeah, she'd be sucking know, that thing oh. all night then. <laughs> Well, it, like it could be, it could be more graphic. It could be a Bloody Mary. That's oh! true. <laughs> oh, the, the White Russian. Yeah. It, okay. How, so, how about a Bloody Mary with hot sauce? Mm. Uh, well, that's how I take them. That's how I take them. Gets her lips tingling. So she she had she had a couple of water bottles, plastic water bottles, in the shape of a penis. And so that we're clear about this, a human-shaped penis. Nothing weird about this whole damn thing, okay? Really and big. Except and for the fact that it was a penis-shaped water bottle. Well, well okay. yeah. but, but to be to be fair, like she, she was pink. not a subscribe. She was not a subscriber uh, to Bad Dragon. Uh, a viewer, <laughs> no, a viewer. I cannot confirm, but definitely not a subscriber because, yeah. <clears throat> Wow, I just killed the conversation. Go me. <laughs> just making, uh, just making uh, notes over here so that I know how to update the show notes for when so Bad Dragon is added. Thing. All right, so there we go. Don't worry, because I've, I've got, I've got plenty of show notes. Because I mean, gotta have show notes. Um, this is the way that it's supposed to be. This is the way it's supposed to be. Yeah. 
laughing in memories. Yeah, it hurts. We, we've to... talked about this when she was on. Yeah. I've talked on too damned many occasions how, um, you know, I still hurt from my wife, you know, 13 plus years, man. And we we have people that are going to be in our lives for we don't know how long and we have no idea the footprint that they're going to leave behind but damn man i would not i would i don't know who that is i would not demean her influence on us all by saying that and and, and just follow me on this a second by saying she was one of the good ones. Mm-hmm. I would have to properly say she was one of the best ones because well, I... not only did she know her stuff and was fearless in bringing it out, she made sure that you knew it, you learned it, and damn it, when it was your time, you could go ahead and say, I know my shit because I was taught by one of the best. And damn it, if... Like I said, were it not for her, I would not have known about that fucking listing in Ezekiel. <laughs> if, it were, if it were not for her, I would not have, uh, I would not have probably come up with the idea that I had about why Genesis is more a moral story than people really give it credit for and don't understand it for what it is. I would not have had our 100th episode be all women on the show because she helped to get people on who uh, Beth Presswood uh, on, on my show. Uh, How her, (laughs) getting people to to pop up on every once in a while because well, she knew it, it wasn't just that she influenced a lot of people it's that she infected a lot of people in a very positive way yeah and yeah. they and, and it's like that it's kind of like you can't really get her to go away <laughs> <laughs> Which is just fine. I mean, because well, she, she was in, she was she was important. Yes, she was. She was very important. Yeah, yeah. And she will still be mm-hmm. important for yeah. all of us. Mm-hmm. I think all of us. If any of us happen to leave behind a legacy that's similar to what she left behind, then we should feel very proud of our lives. Damn I think that's straight. the, that's the yep. important thing to note here is that she had such a vast web of friends and people who cared about her that she expressed how much she cared about them that she left behind. She has one of the most stalwart and beautiful legacies of anybody I have ever known. And if we all experience two deaths, the physical death and then the death of... Um, you know, that 
is when the last person thinks of your name or the last person says your name. Um, well, I know that she's she's going to live forever because that's how many people she impacted and she left behind a legacy of content creation that that we should all try to emulate because she was just that good of a human being. She was just huge. And you said it best. She to denigrate her would be to say she was one of the good ones. She truly was one of the best ones. She truly was a great human being. She went after somebody who was wrong. And if they instigated it, you better hope to hell that you just get rid of your entire profile anywhere and everywhere because she will hunt your ass down and prove to you beyond a shadow of a doubt you're a moron. You're a fucking moron. Yeah. Tenacious. Every every time I saw it, it, it was just like I, I honestly wonder if when she sees when she saw that first post, you know, from somebody saying something. If I, I can just see it, she'd crack open a bottle of wine, pour the glass, settle in a chair, crack the knuckles, take a swig, <laughs> look at the monitor and go, let's dance, bitch. You know, <laughs> <laughs> honestly, because just the, the way she systematically tore apart bad arguments or religious claims it's there was a fervor there a passion there that i've i don't see very often i mean <clears throat> i'm not very vocal um on things like facebook you'll you'll see me throw you know a couple of offhand comments here uh, i get dave to laugh a couple of times which I, i'll call that good uh, <laughs> but you know no i i tend to stay very quiet because my rebuttal foo is not that good you know, I talk a lot on this show mostly because I'm nervous because I feel, no, I feel like I am in the shadow of people far greater than I am in terms of this fight. And she was one of the few that made me feel welcome in this whole thing and comfortable to say that, you know what, you don't have to be a master. You just have to be there and don't be afraid to say something. You know, I still have a long way to go before I could even be ready to take on, you know, somebody like what she did. But, you know, I, I want to get there eventually. I have I think a lot of work to do. Mm -hmm. I think one of the lessons that we can learn from her is uh, if you want to do something, uh, do it. Uh, you might not be good at it at first, but you'll never get good if you don't start doing it <clears throat> it's like with everything it's 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 practice and she she had a lot of practice because she had a lot of standing up for herself mm -hmm. that she had to do mm -hmm. and damn if if <clears throat> that wasn't if that wasn't the igniter for the whole damn thing yeah yeah dynamite comes in small packages she was the epitome of that statement okay see we've i've, I've already got dave to stop doing this on could you not make this about sex for five goddamn minutes it would be really nice shujin get your head out of the gutter please you're crowding me <laughs> i think she likes I, it when you make it about sex though she she 
she liked that. So let's well, yeah, she, she would sex. she she would drop a little bit of innuendo. Oh yeah, you know almost a always little, a little yeah. <laughs> a little. I'm sorry. Um, we need our biology expert here for a couple of seconds, uh, Bridget. Just between. <laughs> Just between tab A and slot B. Okay, we're not going to talk about slot B, bitch. We're going to talk about this. Tab B. Tab B. Okay. Let's go with that. Bridget, uh, just between you and me. Enough about sounding here. (laughs) It's no, it's 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 insert tube A into slot B. Okay, can we stop talking about my ex-wife, please? A slut, a slut bee. Are we back on furries? Well, we wait a minute. Wait a minute. You guys, like I'm I said, sorry. I thought we were talking about my ex-wife there. Guys, you're all talking about tabs and slots and stuff. But, you know, with my SO, what do I do with all the dials? Turn them. <laughs> set them to 11 and set yeah, yeah, them and forget the, the, it. Turn it, to turn, you, you turn it to, to 11. <laughs> and remember, but you set first, it and forget it. Tickle you, you, Ron Popeil. Try to tune in Radio Free Europe. <laughs> Twist Look, those babies. I'm going to go ahead and say this now. You people are a bad influence on me. <laughs> <laughs> and I can Quota, hear I her this. laughing in my head right now. <laughs> I can hear her laughing her ass off. Yeah, yes. uh, yeah okay. Yep. Yeah, Dave calling us a bad influence. Pot, kettle, I believe you've met each other. <laughs> and <Gross>. catch 22. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, Bridget, uh-huh. knowing full well that we've seen her water bottles, which would uh, be about, yeah, we'll say about that big round. Yeah. Um, here's yeah. here's here's my question, and uh, Stephen, you 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 deal more in chemistry than biology, right? Oh, right. Boy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, Bridget, this one's all on you. Um, do you actually think that she could actually unhinge her jaw to fit that in her face? I'm thinking not, but I'm kind of trying to put the picture into everybody's face right now and mind. And I'm figuring that maybe just maybe she would just be like gone laughing too damned hard right about now. Yeah. The, the bottle was a little rigid, so maybe not. <laughs> but now, now hold on a minute. <laughs> You're you're not doing her you're not doing her service, Bridget, because she did that one night when the three of us were oh, in the water bottle. Oh my god! How did she not dislocate her TMJ? Well, she didn't get it all the way in. Oh well, she didn't relax. Story enough. of my goddamn life. She went god like the damn it. She went like the woman on V, who dislocates her jaw. Oh my, <gasps> no. that would be painful. Yeah. No. I mean, I've got a big mouth, but I couldn't do it. We've all tried. We've all tried, right? That's that's the point. We, you know, good good college try. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> guys, guys. That's well, the only time you would try that would be in college. College. Chug, chug, chug. Suck, suck, suck. Yeah. <laughs> these are the, these are the people that would make a bong out of a banana. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, there's a whole thing. Gentlemen, uh, those of you who are listening in uh, 2347 right about now, hi, first off. Yeah, we've been dead a long time. Congratulations for catching us on, on the crystal wave. Um, yeah, just, just so that you guys know, if you're going to try autofellatio, please remember, do it while you're young so you don't have to worry about popping a disc. I'm just <laughs> letting you know for later, for posterity. I have no idea why that came to my head. 
Okay, I'm not Absolutely helping nothing to do all. with experience, right? Well, with genetic engineering at that point, they're all going to be doing that anyway without any problems. <laughs> Especially if they're in space because they won't have any bones anymore. Right. Oh. Yeah, fair point. Yeah. I got to build that time machine. I'm really not. Hey, I'm really not helping things along, am I? I should just go ahead and put a. You know what? I'm not even going to bother putting a not safe for work on this one. You know what you were getting into when you knew what the show was about? Screw y'all. I think we all. <laughs> and, and, and there's Colleen in the chat. Uh, bong out of a crab apple works better. <laughs> True. Bong out of a crab no. apple. Mm -hmm. Hey, I just made a bong out of my head. <laughs> oh my God! See, this is how bad it is because the first thing that was coming into my head was, okay, a crab apple, sure, that's fine. And then all of a sudden, I'm thinking, wait a minute, wasn't that the name of the teacher? Uh, no, 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 no. Don't want no. No. <laughs> no. When I was an undergrad, I made a bong out of an Erlenmeyer flask. That ended up being a really good idea. Yeah. How that to works, make an yeah. engineer is um, have some weed at a party with no bong. Yep. <laughs> totally. There should be a diploma for that. Well, you know, <laughs> it, it was it was really funny. Like with um, now that we have legal, now that the the stuff's legal up here in Canada. Um, my annual Christmas party at work. Um, usually there's a couple of bottles of booze that find their way into the gift exchange. I'm, mm -hmm. I am the proud owner of a 26 er crown Royal as a result this year. Uh, but the question did come up, what's going to happen to next year's party? Could there be a couple of bongs being in the exchange? I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> a car doesn't do you any good unless it's got fuel in it. That's uh, true. Again, <laughs> legal. <laughs> you know, maybe we'll have like a starter kit. <laughs> you know, here, here's 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 your bong. Here's a lighter, some BC Hydro. You know, go nuts. <clears throat> maybe you could go get a flight of weeds, right? Like different different kinds. <laughs> like, like, go to go to weed bar. Get the get, get the five five joint sampler. There you go. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Each one oh. three ounces. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> mm. I can't yeah. tell you the last time I smoked weed. Mm. Well, well no, you, you, you're on it. this side of the border. You're not allowed to. Exactly. Yeah. yeah I, who said my I lungs, I don't smoke anything. Yeah, I was um, <laughs> a few weeks ago. I was at a um, an album release party for a friend of mine. I got he got his first album out finally after years of of working at it. And it was the first time I'd been back to a bar since uh, since the whole legalization thing. So um, now there's no smoking in the bar, but of course you can go outside for a puff if you want. And I found it interesting after the after he was done his set. Uh, there's a bit of an intermission, then the band starts up again, and uh, I'm sitting by the door having a drink. And um, door opens, and people come filing back in, and I smell the usual. Cigarette smoke, cigar smoke, and then I got hit in the face with, oh, my God. <laughs> People were taking the legalization very well, it would seem. I have not smelled that much pot since the last time I went to an ACDC concert. <laughs> and I think I, I think my group was the only one in there that didn't smuggle in a couple of joints. Canada finally caught up with my state. Good job, guys. Good job. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but, but only... you see, but you see, you guys are doing it state by state. We said fuck it and went with the whole country. 
Right. Yeah. I prefer that. Yeah. Good call. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I live in Indiana. So, yeah. About that. Yeah. Uh, uh, personally, Richard, I'm <clears throat> amazed they allow anything in Indiana. <laughs> you know, <laughs> there, there needs to be a special exemption for Indiana just because it's Indiana. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah, I have a feeling that whenever uh, we do see more and more legalization of pot in in uh, the, the states, that my state will be one of the last ones to do it. Yeah, same thing I, with alcohol back in the day. I have heard that. Well, um, well that we'll, be, we'll be the first state in the last region of the country. Right. Do. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Isn't there? Wasn't there just a push recently to legalize um, hemp at least, like for for production use? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I know that CBD is legal in North Carolina now. It yeah. is now in Indiana, but only as it's like a couple of months ago. Yeah, but even then, you got to watch that stuff. I mean, yeah. Um, well, I'm gonna be honest with you. CBD oil doesn't do shit for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not my uh, my sister's boyfriend uses it as a uh, as a sleep aid, but uh, he also pays through the nose for it, and it's the real thing. Like, there's also there, there's like hemp oil that is marketed as CBD, and that's that's the bullshit. That's the woo there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But apparently, you can get stuff that does have you know the real shit in it, but you pay for it. Oh, that's really expensive. Mm-hmm. It is very expensive. <coughs> so um, we've definitely officially blown past the uh, the two hour that uh, we would normally have gone ahead and tried to roped in at formally but uh well like i said i i try but i know yeah. well that you know there are so many times where we end up with so many different pieces that i mean how the hell can you just say no nope, i'm gonna cut you off here <laughs> no man it's it's still it's still three minutes to three don't don't cut it <clears> off <throat> yeah my coffee's not done <laughs> but um the sun's just coming up here oh I wanna I wanna kinda do something that I, I think that uh some of you guys might have a little bit of fun with. I'm I'm gonna turn off the uh the the camera control on my side because normally I, I control the camera. So if <clears throat> if you know if if the camera is on somebody that's not actually talking, that's my fault. Except now, because I want you guys to kinda help me out on this one. And the remember it's going to go ahead and it's going to, the camera's going to focus on whoever it is that's talking at the moment, whoever's the loudest. I want you guys to kind of help me out on this and start with uh, just a thought that you remember that just gives you a funny from her. And I'm going to start you off by thinking about the gummy dicks being sent to the guys that were hightailed oh. up. <laughs> Because they were they were they were holding they were holding the federal grounds hostage. And we wanted to send gummy dicks there. Wasn't that a bird sanctuary or something? Mm-hmm. Or something, yeah. Yeah, it was, it a was nature, yes, a nature preserve. Nature yeah. preserve, mm-hmm. okay. That was also the same night we found out that uh, Amazon apparently sells fifty-five gallon drums of lube. <laughs> because the one of the owners of Cards Against Humanity sent one up there. Yes, yes, they did. No shit. And and the the thing that we found out that was incredible was shipping cost. 
if I remember correctly, only seventeen dollars. Wow. For an eighteen hundred dollar drum of lube. What a bargain. Actually, yeah, it kind of is. <laughs> well, I looked I looked on Amazon the other day because I was showing it to my SO the reviews, because the reviews are hilarious. Mm-hmm. And it's on sale for fifteen hundred. Oh, it went down. Mm. <coughs> so if well, you know anybody that needs some. You know, I've 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 got a I've got a tub with you know jacuzzi jets. Uh, that could be interesting. <laughs> Just saying. What? <laughs> okay, never mind. Yeah. I... <laughs> <laughs> well, my birthday is coming up. So no, that, yeah. Oh dear that's lord! Something, that's something I wouldn't even come up with. Yeah. <laughs> you need you need to look at more Japanese. You know what? We'll we'll talk about what genital um, porn. Bridget, no, it's not. It's not all tentacles. It's not all tentacles. There's got, other stuff got, too. Got, it's, yeah. it's all tentacles all the way. Down. No, Come it's on. okay. Never mind. This got to be something that you remember. <laughs> <laughs> well, I already brought up the unicorn. Yeah. Oh yes. Oh yes. And uh, there was a traipsing through the graveyard at Skepticon Two with Dave. Yeah. The you remember, you're dressed up like Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Skywalker. Yeah, and, mm-hmm. and she was like a ghost hunter with this little meter and everything. That was funny. That's hilarious. <laughs> it, it, interesting, interesting fact for uh, the viewers and listeners, that graveyard happens to be the one that my grandparents are buried. <laughs> <laughs> I remember Heretic Woman and I doing the whole Nega Dave photo thing. Nega photo. I still have that as one of my nicknames on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it was great. Uh, we 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 milked that uh, title for all it was worth, and then we milked it some more to the point of where hmm, maybe we should fill the peanut shaped bottle with that milking. <laughs> <laughs> well, at first she started out with a pink bottle, and then I think when she went to Pride last time, she got a blue and a yellow to add to it. Okay, it was a blue. I I remember a green, but I guess it might have been blue. Yeah, I don't know. Why she had one for the longest time. Blue? I don't you... know. Blue balls? I don't know. Yeah, exactly. I wonder if she keeps all those on a shelf somewhere. <laughs> I don't know. Kind of a trophy case. <laughs> I mean, you know, you get a blue one because you're into Andorians, right? Hmm. Which one shall I take today? Hmm. Or you know, by by. By showing that one, she's you know telegraphing that uh, mess with her, and you're gonna get blue balls, mm-hmm. <laughs> or well, mostly from a, a kick, but you know uh, <laughs> yeah, that that would be black and blue balls. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Actually, yeah, she, it might not be. It, it might not be so much a kick because she'd have to be punching up pretty hard, I guess. <laughs> that's why those things were so big. It's a high kick. Yeah. <laughs> That's, we're getting into some like Bruce Lee, Liu Kang shit here. No, it's like <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna punch you in the balls. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have any other choice. <laughs> yeah. Headbutt and miss. Yeah, but, but you know the, the thing about her is that she's she she was so tenacious that you know if she had to jump to punch, she would fucking climb up your leg just to make the connection. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know. Yep. <laughs> you you couldn't shake her off. <laughs> Nope. Man, what does that say? The fact that her, Lucinda, Susie, Ashley, 
<laughs> you know, I, I'm 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 trying to figure the nicest way of putting the, step stools. They all needed step stools, and yeah. how angry they were because of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know, there's this thing they call a little man complex. I don't know if there's a little woman complex. I, oh, no, no, uh, there, there, there is a thing. I, I think I heard this. something to that effect. Yes, well, there's no there, complex there. about it. They're very secure in who we're they are. We're tiny girls. That's true. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. It's not complex. It's very simple. They are just eternally pissed off. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Because the world's not built for them. Yeah. Exactly. No, yeah. they they live closer to Satan. That's why they're evil. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> the Napoleon complex does not know gender. Well, you uh, know, it's not a Napoleon complex. We're tiny girls, and we can kick your ass. The tea girl. Well, yeah, with a with a with a properly set yeah, up a, a phone book. Yeah, right. it, it's not like they're trying to take over the world. They just know that they can kick your ass. Yeah, Joseph, uh, just so you know, um, on the internet, tea girl means something entirely different. Hmm. All right, so I think you might be onto something with the uh, whole living closer to Satan thing because that would explain dachshunds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Chihuahuas. yeah. Oh, ch chihuahuas, definitely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, freaking. <laughs> you know, I wonder. I wonder if you know some classical writer looked at a chihuahua and went, "Yeah, that's the kind of savage we're looking for. We need to we need to expand on it, make it bigger, more intimidating looking." And that's where the origin of the hellhound came from. It's a, it's a chihuahua. It's a giant chihuahua. You know what? You know what? Hold it on. was a chihuahua that was fed Miracle Girl as a pup. <laughs> Isn't a Dachshund uh, qualify as well? Yeah, yes. wiener dog. They're savage little sausages too. Yeah, and and don't forget, she loved she loved the idea that Cerberus, the name Cerberus, is effectively calling your dog Spot. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Seriously, look that one up. Oh, it's, okay. it's pretty much what it I, I, I know what I'm calling my next dog. <laughs> and I don't care what my neighbors say. Well, I've, I've already sworn off pets, but I've said this before. If I ever have another pet and it's a dog, I'm going to name it Kegogi. In Korean, that means roasted dog. Ah. <laughs> we'll keep that in my... Oh, my God. Tripping. Uh, tripping. Heretic was a rocket when she went for nuts. Uh-huh. Um. <coughs> Truth in advertising there, I gotta I got, say. I got nothing on that one, man. Yeah, no. yeah. Well, I always... Her height, I always used to call her sawed-off, red-headed snow Mexican. <laughs> Okay, how, how can you get Mexican out of that? Her, she was pale as fuck, man. Snow Mexicans, Canadian. Oh, oh yeah. okay. You're, yeah. you're, a, you're a snow Mexican now. Yeah. <laughs> we need to build a wall. Yeah. <laughs> Keep Dude, Americans wasn't... out of Canada. <clears throat> yeah. I've already ruined Toronto, though. So, uh, Dave, no, Dave. That. Toronto in Toronto ruined itself. Okay, you you just you just came in to survey the damage, really. Yeah, that's that's Ford, but that's a whole other thing. Oh God, I hope to make it up there someday. You know, I I love it too. Now they, they've got an abbreviation for him now. They call him Dofo. I've actually seen that on Facebook. You know, Doug Ford, Dofo. Oh, hmm. it, I'm, I'm it thinking fits. short for Doofus personally, but you know that's just me. Dofo works for me. Yeah. What's another one I saw recently? Uh, Don Don Chitote. 
<laughs> you know, it fits because he is kind of going after the the, the mythical bad guys down in the states. Oh, that's true. Yeah, he's he's definitely um, uh, going after the windmills instead of the real things. Yeah, that's yeah. I you know it didn't matter if it was politics if it was religion if it was bad arguments if it was economy it, it didn't matter what the hell it was man if she sunk her teeth into something she knew what the hell she was doing oh yeah and she went after freaking anything and everything she did not give one fuck what how is it how is it, uh, how's it uh, properly said behold no upon feeling. behold upon my fields and see the fucks that groweth there for tis barren mm-hmm. yeah if she went after somebody or something my god yeah the word timid does not describe her no yeah no. she you were in her crosshairs you were you were doomed Dude, you didn't have to be in her crosshairs. You could just read what some of the other people posted to her. Oh, and when her response hit, you had best be wearing asbestos, otherwise you felt the burn. She Boy. was one of the few people. She was one of the few people that I could actually say, if you were reading her written word to somebody, you gained splash damage. Just <laughs> dude, I still have scars. <laughs> See, this, this is why. This is why every time I would sit down and read one of her posts, I was wearing a cup, <laughs> just in case. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She was the only person I knew that you know a Facebook post required appropriate PPE. So you know, <laughs> sorry, Oklahoma. You know, I know you guys aren't an OSHA state, so you know. You know, though, if it, on the other hand, if you're on the same page with her, uh, a conversation, well, they could last a long time, mm -hmm. uh, but they, you would always come out of it knowing more than you, than you knew when you went in, you yeah. know, and have thought of some things you never thought before. Because I remember she came down to uh, the Asheville, North Carolina area to go to the Biltmore house with some friends. And uh, I and uh, Jim uh, Dobler uh, met her at a uh, Starbucks. And uh, nobody else could get a word in edgewise. It was just me and her for like an hour and a half. And uh, it was a good time, though. It yeah. was pretty funny. It was a good time. Yeah, Steve, um, imagine being in a car with her for three hours. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the, the, the only distraction, the only thing that finally got her to got us to stop our conversation was when we hit Canmore and she just kind of lost it. <laughs> she she wanted a picture of the sign so she could say you know sadly we didn't meet mike you know it was no you're absolutely right though like we when she was here um you know we we went to the conference uh but even afterwards we talked um the conference wasn't necessarily about um religion per se um it was on several other secular topics where religion had had some kind of influence, but uh, mm -hmm. it wasn't the focus. And well, she opened my eyes open up to a lot of things um, at that, uh, you know, a after the conference. Because, you know, I would say, like, oh, you know, some of that was just kind of, you know, some of it I, I felt was kind of a little over the top. And then she said, well, actually, you know, this is, 
these concerns are legitimate. I went, yeah. And then, you know, I went and looked afterwards, went, yeah, okay. So she helped me not change my point of view, but expand it, which, okay. which is important because you can, you can drown yourself in, you know, you, you can say that you're rational, that you look at all sides, but I said that myself, but it turns out I was still going down a particular path and not taking other things into account. So she kind of reminded me that you got to stay kind of objective when you're in this kind of thing. Yeah. Sometimes even trying to be moderate or middle of the road is not the right thing. And she would point that out, you know, she'd point out that sometimes um, we're wrong to, uh, to, to uh, assume that there's a common ground, but sometimes we're right to do that. And you have to, weigh every situation individually. Mm-hmm. Everything is case by case. Yeah. But that common ground, when those times when she would adhere to that was when it was a particular person. Right. And not exactly a particular idea because, and, and I knew this, which is, which is the whole reason that she needed to develop BTT and she needed it to have her voice is the fact that she understood that when it comes to taking advantage of other people, which is what religion does, which is what conservative politics do, Mm -hmm. you know, when it comes to that, there is no common ground. Mm -hmm. You're either on the right side of history or you're on the wrong side of the history. Mm -hmm. Yep. Exactly. You know, as a funny thing, you know, we often say things aren't black and white and that is true. But some things are. Your image is. Yep, exactly. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you know, sometimes there, is, coming. <laughs> sometimes there is an on or an off. Sometimes there is a one or a zero. Uh, hey, there's, uh-huh. there's, there's some gray in there. Well, not always. You're always all, you're, you're either on the side of the kitty fuckers or you're not. Exactly. Yeah. But sometimes oh. it's very gray. Sometimes there's a huge spectrum. And uh, we have to determine, you know, which one it is is <laughs> you can't assume either thing. That's what I'm trying to say. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, like, didn't she end like every episode <laughs> of whole Quranic with like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to try my best to paraphrase it, but like, um, like Islamophobia is bullshit, but like, mm-hmm. you know, people, Muslims and, and religious people are people but Islamophobia is bullshit. Remember, people have rights, religions don't. Yeah, right. Yeah, like, right. Exactly. She she drew the hard lines where the fucking hard lines needed to be drawn. That's yeah, you, you attack saying. you attack the ideal. Yeah, and not yeah. the not the individual people. Like attack the dogma. The dogma is the fucking problem. Yeah, Absolutely. where I live, where where I live, if I got completely outspoken and started yelling and screaming at certain people in my house or in my in my complex, I'd be in serious trouble. Because mm-hmm. I, I live in a predominantly Muslim neighborhood, right. um, but it, it to me it's the ideal uh, of the religion that Absolutely. is that, that is harmful. And okay, there are people that you have the advocates who are, you know, the the, the radicals, the people who do go on Facebook and say, um, you know, kill the infidel, or you know, the the target du jour that that Deb went after, you know, like yeah, those people, you know. Yeah, go at it because you, you kind of know exactly that they're there's 
they've drawn their own line. So yeah, go for it. But you know, oh, to, yeah. to, to blanket it. No, you can't do that. No, well, you know, in the secular community and in the, you know, the more um, uh, liberal community, we've had its problem with, we don't want to side with the white supremacist racist assholes. So we kind of want to defend the humanhood of Muslims and that's right. But we don't want to defend the religion as being anything like a good idea. So lately it's been kind of a tightrope almost, you know, uh, you criticize Islam, you're called a racist. But on the other hand, we don't want to actually be racist. Um, and I think she did a really good job with that. Like right. she never, she never let the idea that Islam gets a special uh, uh, buy because it's uh, a group of people that is persecuted. Uh, it's still a stupid idea. It's still a set of stupid, terrible, damaging ideas. Mm -hmm. And it needs to be said that the people aren't like most Christians and they're just trying to live a life and, you know, do the best yeah. they can. That doesn't mean their ideas are worth anything at all, though. Those ideas attack, attack ideas and exactly. um, only attack people when they act on their ideas. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It, yeah it's people are not their ideas. And that, that's a huge problem when it comes to attacking a faith tradition as people ingratiate so closely with what their religion du jour happens to be. And I, I think Deb always had a, a an effective way of drawing the line between the person and the beliefs that they hold. Yeah, exactly. The, like yeah. that's something that we should all do better, right? That's something yeah. we all should take a you know a page out of Deb's playbook for Yeah. Why why are you trying to kick my puppy? That's a that's a that's an idea that she embraced very early on. You know, when, yeah. when we were first talking to, you know, what do you think I should do with this? And we were just tired. We were just kind of talking about the the thirty thousand foot view of the secular landscape uh, before she was ever really getting down to the nuts and bolts of the show. That was one of the things that she embraced very early on mm -hmm. um, was to attack the idea not the person yeah well that's actually the intellectually honest thing to do well of course it is yeah i mean anybody with any sense knows that right exactly i think um i think now's about as uh, as good an opportunity as what i can think of to see about uh rolling this in uh at this point uh I'm going to give everybody a, an opportunity to uh, speak their piece uh, real quickly before we get out of here. And for all of you that have been uh, staying with us, by the way, over there in the live chat, guys, thank you very much. I know this is longer than normal. Um, there's very little that's normal about this particular episode. So what do I say? My show, my rules. If you don't like it, well, come back again anyway. <laughs> But um, please clap. Uh, but uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and get everybody uh, get their ideas. But uh, I, I wanna I wanna give you my real quick piece, um, so that guys get some kind of an idea as to uh, where I'm gonna end up going with this to close this out. If there's a couple of things that I've learned from interacting with heretic woman 
through all this. There's two pieces in particular. One, like I said earlier, you don't know what connections you don't that you're going to make you have no idea what ripples you're going to put out there or how they're going to interact with everything and everyone make sure that whatever it is that you're going to do is a good one it's not always easy to do but do the best that you can be fearless in following down what is the right thing to do and trying to figure out what is the right thing is not easy. It takes a lot of soul searching and it takes a lot of questioning. Don't be afraid to question that. Don't be afraid to question yourself. Don't be afraid to be honest because that will serve you so well. And it's one of the hardest things to do because there are so many things that we've been brought up to believe are just the way that they are. And that's tough to break out of, no matter what the dogma is, no matter what the ideology is. Question, because it's going to help you. And last, we don't know when our time is going to be. We kind of take for granted that you know in our youth even our advanced youth for some of us hi um we don't think about our own mortality in anything other than well yeah but i mean i've i've got things kind of in place because you know but we know for well and i'm know for well i'm stealing from somebody i, I couldn't tell you who it's not something that we need to fear death specifically because we don't know it we won't know it it's everybody else they have to pick up the pieces they are the ones that have to try to collect themselves and do right by you and when that time comes the respect that you get from the people that were in your corner. Noah said that, you know, we don't measure our lives the way that everybody else does. And I think maybe there is one religious piece where we can say that we kind of follow it along. And that is the ancient Egyptian how is your heart measured how did you live your life did you do right by everybody else did you do right by yourself did you leave things a little bit better than where you got it look at us look at how many people we know full well that she's influenced that aren't here for whatever reason or can't be here for whatever reason people that we can't even name at this point. Heretic woman did good. And to steal a line from J. Michael Straczynski, to paraphrase, she was a good woman. 
And my last piece I need to say, I have no idea if he will check this out later. I, I highly doubt it, but I'll put it out there anyway. Arno. My heart breaks for you in a way that it did for myself. I am desperately sorry. And like I said, I would be honored that you would consider yourself part of our circle of friends, family of choice. We can't always be here for you every second, but I guarantee you, if you need something, just ask. If we can't do it, I know full well there's going to be somebody that'll be able to help make it happen no matter how. I know that's going to be hard to ask, but we will be here for you. And we will do our damnedest to try and help you, man. I'm going to play this out uh, a little bit uh, further as we go along. Uh, Professor Stephen, I guess I'll put you on the spot to say your piece, I guess, at this point. I don't know really what's left to be said, except that Deborah was a light. She uh, lit up uh, any conversation she was part of, any room she was in. She uh, lit us up on the inside, let us see ourselves and what we could do, and lit paths that brought us together. It's so appropriate she had such fiery red hair. She was a flame, and that flame has gone out, but the memory lingers. Like you said, the tapestry that's woven, the legacy that's left, uh, that's what she is now. So if we love her, we must remember her. And that's what we're doing right now. And that's really all I have to say. Thanks, man. Tech, I'll give you your chance here. Sorry, I had to unmute. Um, I will never forget her laugh. I lost count of the amount of times I could make her laugh and immediately make her switch from laughter straight to the face palm, which <laughs> would set me off and make me laugh. I could even make her cringe from time to time without, you know, without going and being like the gut assholes that would personally attack her, just make her cringe with ideas. And it was fun the uh, making uh, having her go through the emotions and uh, the various changes of emotional patterns from the humor to the absurd to the mm. and um, much of it she would play along with and riff off of and just there was some back and forth and it was a good time. Um, my only regrets are is that I've missed the last few weeks just due to circumstances. And those were potential times that I could have engaged with her and, and I missed out. And, and, you know, 
like you said, we never know how much time. Um, but I will value and treasure the moments I did have and keep her memory alive in mine and through sharing. So I feel happy that I got to know her. But I regret not being able to make new memories with her. And um, I will miss her. I considered her, much like all of you, a friend. And I say goodbye. Joey, over to you. Sadly, I probably knew Heretic Woman the least of anybody here. I mean, never even addressed her by her proper name. But, uh, I would have liked to have gotten to know her a lot more. And as is often the case for me, uh, life just doesn't seem to want to work out that way. That'll do for you. I, I don't know what else I can say. No, it it's okay. It's uh, I, I apologize. I didn't want to put you two completely no, on the fine. spot if you didn't. You're fine. You're fine. Thanks, man. Joseph, for you. Yeah. Um. My relationship with Deb was um more offline and personal but I'm, I'm sure you guys all saw the same things i did um and i can say that uh, you know even from an ocean away she she affected my life um so it goes beyond memory it's uh you know since she affected my life it's almost like she's uh a part of me now so you know Yeah, I don't know what more to add. Um, but it was it was just too soon. I think that's all too true. Thank you, man. Dave, over for you. I'll just be real brief. I wrote uh, several years ago when my grandfather died, I wrote a piece about him that I posted on Facebook. And uh, one of the last things I said in that piece was our legacy lies in how we're, how we are remembered by those we leave behind. And in Deborah's case, she is going to be remembered for a long time and very well. Deborah, say hi to Hitch for us. Thank you for the scotch and the cat toy. Love you, sis. Thank you, man. Dallin, over for you. She was a friend. 
in many cases, a mentor for me. I watched how she acted on the show, having met her personally, and just having had a chance to to talk to her outside of all of this. I just hope that myself, particularly myself, that I can make her proud as I go forward and continue on doing this. There are times where I questioned if this was really a fight I wanted to be in. And she would always remind me that this is something worth worth fighting for, worth carrying on. You know, this this whole thing has changed so much in the past few years, but we're still we're still trying to do something and it's gonna be tough without her. I mean, she was one of the loud loudest voices we had. I just I hope I can make her proud moving forward. Thanks, man. Bryce, over your way. I don't, uh, <clears throat> I don't know about everybody else, but this week has sucked. Um, to wake up to that news on Sunday morning, that was, uh, yeah, it was. It was kind of a reality check for a lot of reasons. I haven't really had to deal with uh, deal with death very much. You know, I'm I'm 27 right now, and I haven't had any you know close family members die, uh, any you know dearly loved friends, close friends die before. Um, so it, it's it's a new experience for me losing somebody uh, who I considered my my chosen family uh to lose somebody that i i truly do consider family this way um and oh, one of the most frustrating parts about this is that i don't have words i don't have answers i don't have even meaningless platitudes to retreat to or to hide behind we don't get to say that she's in a better place. You know, we as atheists don't get to say, well, you know, she's she's waiting for us in the afterlife and we get to hang out after we die. We don't get that. We have to deal with it. You know, we gotta take we gotta take a death square in the face. We gotta deal with it right now. We gotta deal with it right here. And I think that the only way that we can do that is what doing what is within our power, and that is to immortalize Deb, immortalize our friends and our lost loved ones in places and times here using the only tools that we have. And that's our voices. And I think that that is the only way to pay homage to a legacy as powerful as Deb's just by saying that she was truly a remarkable human being and that we loved her that she loved us and that this loss really fucking sucks. 
and it really fucking sucks to not have any answers or to know what happened, why it happened, or to have no warning of it, to just wake up to that news. Um, I, I, I can assume that everybody on this panel and everybody that she touched, everybody that, that considers her a friend or a family member, um, has had just as hard of a week and it has really sucked. But I guess we can take that as a time to step back and appreciate what we have in life and the friendships that we do have that remain and uh, understand uh, what heretic woman has done in her life to make our lives better and try and do the same for the people around us that we love that are still here. And I guess I will close out the way that I closed out when I talked about her most recently um, from the star, <clears throat> from the stardust. She was born into the stardust. She has returned. We love you, Deb. And it hurts to say goodbye, but you're truly loved. Goodbye. Thank you, man. Bridget, um, I know that uh, making you last kind of puts you in the unenviable position of, of uh, having to hear all of the rest of us, but I also kind of thought that maybe you'd like to uh, have the moment to kind of compose yourself a little bit more so. So the floor is yours. Well, I mean, the only thing that I have to add is it's just such a shock that you know, a week ago, we were gushing about her wedding and how awesome that was going to be. And then a week later, burying her, it's just not right. And I know that speaking for myself, I do owe her a lot. Um, because of her, I became friends with Beth. And because of the two of them, I'm still here. I mean, not only is Deb responsible for getting me, you know, into podcasting and on Holy Crap, but literally I owe both of them my life. And I will never forget that. And, you know, I hope that at some point I can be as much of a firebrand as Deb is. She taught me a lot, but I have a long way to go. And I'm going to miss her. She was a friend. Yeah, she was a confidant. And I loved her. I don't really have anything else to say. I'm going to try not to cry. <laughs> Just okay. I've, been, I've been devastated ever since you know, I first woke up to the news. I got a, a message from Ashley, and she's like, are you sitting down? I need you to be okay. And then she told me, and I just couldn't believe it. And at least I found out from Ashley rather than seeing it plastered all over Facebook first. But it was just such a huge shock. And um, for whatever it's worth, you know, Beth is going to try to keep beyond the trailer park going as best she can. I'm going to do what I can to help her in you know, we have to do it for Deb. Can I miss you, Deb?
so everyone normally I would go ahead and thank you for being listening to all of this but I'm going to do this a little bit differently from normal Dave Foda thank you ever so much for gracing us with part of your time and I do not say that because I'm trying to make a joke of it any opportunity to have you is always something worthwhile for me thank you very much for your time I appreciate the invitation thank you any way that you'd like uh, folks to get in touch with you or know any projects or anything for yourself? Uh, right now, my atheism has taken a backseat to something I'm working on called the Landlords for Substance Abuse Recovery. Uh, and I'm getting that, you know, off the ground and running right now. So, but uh, that you can find on Facebook or Twitter. On Facebook, it's uh, uh, facebook.com slash I think it's slash pages slash the landlords. And on Twitter, it's uh, at the landlord Charlotte or landlord Charlotte or C- landlord CLT is what it is. Okay. You dropped me the links uh, in our chat so I can make sure that's all listed for you, right? Uh, sure. Okay. Thank you for your time, man. And thank, thank you, you very much. Professor Stephen. Also, thank you very much for your time. Um, And in a lot of ways, thank you so much for the inspiration that you helped to make this all become a part of. Oh, well, you're very welcome. And thank you for having me on. Any way that you'd like folks to be in contact or anything you'd like to go ahead and say for yourself on that? Well, there... I'm not really doing anything at present uh, in the in the in the atheist community. Uh, uh, I am working on a podcast with a couple of atheist friends. It's going to be actually not an atheist podcast, but a podcast about food of all things. Uh, but uh, that's not got off the ground yet. But you can still contact me on uh, the the Professor Stephen fan page if you if you want to. Uh, but that's about it. I'm sort of not around on the internet right now, but. Uh, I'm still on Facebook. And you want to make sure that I've got your link correct also. Okay. Thanks. Bryce, thank you. Thank you very much for your time too. Uh, I keep forgetting that for you, you are, you're one of the youngest of us. And I'm, I keep forgetting that how much that's got to be effective for you because I'm sorry. There's just too many damn things running through my head. Thank you for your time. Uh, I do truly appreciate it. And just thank you. Thank you. Um, thank you for the invitation. This is, uh, this has been cathartic in its own way and, and getting together with everybody and talking, talking with friends about our, our fellow loved one. This is, yeah, this has been therapeutic in its own way. Um, just thank you for the invitation. No problem. And how would you like folks to uh, be in contact with you? Um, I'll I'll send you the links. Okay. Folks, and check the uh, show notes as always. So let's say goodnight to the regulars. Joseph, 
Thank you. Uh, thank you, sir. You try to uh, try to take care of yourself today, huh? Yeah, well, um, if I can just add one thing um, to 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 what Go ahead. To Bridget said, um, you know, Dubfield, a big place in the atheist community, and uh, I just wanted to note, I guess, there's a lot of work left to do. So yeah. there's a big hill. There's a big hole to fill. Thanks, man. On Renault Tech, thank you very much for being able to make it, man. You try to take care of yourself, huh? Of course. I wouldn't have missed this one for anything. I, uh, like I said, I feel bad about missing some of the other ones, just, but, uh, I guess it's the way the dice rolled for me. And for us and her, and sometimes the dice rolls suck. Yeah, I just made a D&D reference. <laughs> did not roll a 20. I did not roll a 20. And and that's the funny part. Heretic one moved a lot. I chuckled at that, too. We were all big-ass nerds. Yeah. True that. Joey, thank you very much for your time. You try to take care of yourself too, huh? Joe? Might actually help if I unmuted myself. <laughs> <clears throat> but yeah, uh, I, I do what I can. You know, as many friends and family members as I've lost already, you'd think I could come up with something to say by now, but. It's okay, man. Bridget, thank you several times over. And uh, you try to take care of yourself too, huh? Yeah, I will. Um, if anybody wants to find me, you can send me a friend request on Facebook, Bridget Fitch. Uh, you can find me on my blog at BridgetFitch2112.wordpress.com. And we're also going to have a tribute show on Beyond the Trailer Park at 7.30 Eastern Time, Monday night. People are going to be coming in and out to um, give stories on how they met Deb, any memories that they have of her, any funny stories that they want to show. Um, but just come find us at Beyond the Trailer Park and we'll be there. We'll keep it going as best we can. Thanks, hon. Dallin, thank you, man. Again, many times over. Yeah, it's... Um... It's kind of amazing you get wrapped up in your life. Um, and you take things for granted. Like who you're going to see on this show. Who you can expect to see on social media. Or, you know, who you'd expect from a phone call. And then suddenly, 
this happens and you kick yourself <clears throat> into how many things you've maybe set aside or said, I'll get to it later or I'll talk to them later. And now, you know, I won't have those chances, but anyways, um, for myself, I am, of course, the curator of the audio version of this show, uh, which uh, data drive down, yes, but I will press on. <laughs> I will be getting holycrapthevlogcast.com updated as soon as I can. Um, as for myself, uh, you guys know me on Facebook already. Um, for my own thoughts that I might not show here, uh, you can always catch me over at uh, my blog, Tiger in the Wind, which is over at inthewind.yo5.ca. Thanks, man. As I said, if you want to get in touch with us, there are plenty of ways. Uh, holycrapthevlogcast.com has got uh, a whole bunch of our contact information. Of course, the voice phone line is 859-HCTV-554. 859-428-8554. And if for some women's imagination you decide to drop a couple of bucks, uh, it's uh, patreon.com slash HCTV. There's one last thing that I want to uh I want to say to you guys. And I don't think that this is something that Heretic Woman would have exactly said directly herself. Don't be me. You can't. Don't try. If you want to go ahead and be me, you're gonna screw it up. So don't even try. Be you. I know for well that there's no way in hell that we could be her replacement. There is no way that we should. We shouldn't even try. We should just be us and work at being us. Because I'm not going to be the firebrand that she was. It's just not in me. If you're not already that kind of person, don't try to be. Don't fake it. Be you. And if that's a problem, what did I say before? Be honest. Be brave. Find who you are. Find what's important. And do. That's the legacy that she leaves behind for me. That's the legacy that Cash kicked my ass into. You bet your ass. I'm going to keep doing it to the best of my ability. You go ahead and do your piece. That's what she taught us to do. So until the next time we get together, everyone, thank you for being with us. Live chat, thank you guys. I know I haven't exactly been typing over there, but you're appreciated. I don't know what it's going to be like going forward. I just know that we are going forward.
We'll navigate those waters as we go through. So until the next time we get together, everyone, as always, I wish you all the peace I no longer have. I wish you the strength that I've learned. I wish you well. What did I say about being a nerd before? Live long and prosper. Peace and long life. Let's make it proud. Until the next time we get together, everyone, as always, good night. You've been listening to Holy Crap, the vlogcast. Feel free to leave a comment at the show's website at holycrapthevlogcast.com, where you'll also find links to our Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter pages. Theme music is Twisted by Kevin McLeod, available at incompetech.com. And on behalf of all of us here, thank you for listening. <laughs>